Hey there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. And of course, I'm one of your hosts for today, Cross, along with my co-host as always, Nitro. What up, everyone? How's it going? Thank you for coming and joining us today and being part of this awesome conversation. This is a conversation we've been waiting to have for a long time. Yeah, we've um, probably had this conversation at least 10 times outside of this audience. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this I don't know how many times, even before we came on for the pre-show and stuff that we do. Like We started chatting about it and stuff, and like we really need to stop because we need to go live and do the pre-show thing. And like we can't start talking about this now because it's yeah. literally the show. It's <laughs> literally the point of us doing this show today. What we're today. trying to say is the show's over. Have a good evening. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but we're good. Um, but yeah, thank you for everyone coming in and checking us out. Um, uh, just a couple of points, like we do have our links up here above Nitro for our sponsors. Um, oh, let me drop our link for them. Um, for Gamer Grind, the uh, number one coffee for gamers, hashtag on that grind. Um, and also for the coldest water where you can see those links popping up in chat. Um, the link for the coldest water click on that to and um, kick some money back to us and also get yourself the last water bottle you will ever need and help fight plastic waste around the world and for gamergrain go ahead and click on that link and use comics in the cross at checkout to save yourself five percent on anything that you purchase there we have some amazing stuff taking place there and um, also as well we're going to be keeping an eye on that hey lala thank you so much for popping in with that lurk we appreciate that thank you for stopping by um, but yeah, so we're going to keep an eye on it. I might end up having to delete that again. I've had to like delete and re-upload that slideshow because last week during the podcast and during crossplay on Monday night, our like slideshows of pictures were doing this weird thing where it was almost like glitching and it, it would go like big across the screen and back within like a second. Um, so I have, for anyone who's got their stuff up, that's usually rotating on our bottom corner here. Um, some of the different um like podcasts and stuff that we follow some of the other streamers that we help support and um, i have taken that away right now and um, it will be coming back to support the people that we um we like showing our support to but i want to make sure the thing can run with one and um, before i put in another little slideshow and try and not overexert it uh mountain airport coming in with the alert as well let me do some shout outs while we're Uh, shout out for Mountaineers podcast. Go and give Caleb a follow over there. They are awesome friends of ours, doing some amazing content over there. Um, you definitely want to go and check those out. And Lala coming in with that um, luck as well. Let me do a shout out for Gid Kid Dad, another person who keeps popping in with lurks and showing love and support to the channel. And then, of course, a shout out to good, good friends of the channel. They are practically members of. Uh, comics and across at this point the infinity bros and uh, but the fact that he was reduced to that was so awful yeah absolutely infinity bros yeah. whether that's isaac or robbie or any of the other bros actually yeah, it was, on account it's usually yeah, isaac and i can't keep track now that there's multiple ones that are actually doing streams on it yeah it was it was it was really bad yeah but we're definitely going to get into that um but yeah so massive shout out for today is to push our 12-hour charity stream that we're going to be doing. Uh, CV coming in with that lurk while I reassemble a collapsed closet. Oh, yeah, definitely RIP on Ooh, that yeah, closet. Yeah. <laughs> Hope everything right. it is Isaac. <laughs> and it is Isaac on the Infinity Bros. Hey, Isaac. But Sweet. let me do a shout-out for CV as well. Isaac. 
This one's for you guys. <laughs> um, a shout out for CV, another good friend of ours. Go and give her a follow as well. A lot of these people were shouting out, by the way. Um, a lot of them I have reached out to and are going to be involved in the 12-hour stream just as a transition to me talking about that. Um, so and a massive thank you to them that want to be involved in that. We are reassembling the schedule for that a little bit um, because I was looking at it the other night when talking to another person I was asking to get involved. And she went, oh yeah, I'll be free probably around about 7 o'clock that night to play some games. And I realized like all our gameplay was taking place from like when we start streaming at like 10.30 through to like 3 or 4. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we have no gameplay. We've got multiple games we're playing. We have no games getting played in the evening. Yeah. And I'm like, there was all the heady stuff in the evening, like trivia and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we need to change this up a little bit. Um, so I think we've got a good um, schedule for that now. Um, so I'm going to be reaching out to all our people getting involved in that to talk about it. Um, but for those that are wanting to be involved, put it into your calendars. We are going to be doing our 12-hour charity stream, if you have not heard, on April 25th. That is a Sunday, April 25th. We are going to be going live at 10 a.m. Eastern all the way through to 10 p.m. Eastern. We are going through 12 hours straight, trying to raise money for TACA, uh, the Autism Community in Action. Um, an amazing organization that um, helps people that have um, been diagnosed with autism as well as their families to help find resources, help and um, people to come and assist with um, what's taking place now that their lives have changed. Coming from a family with a kid that is autistic, that's a massive thing that hits you as a parent and it's a massive thing that hits the family and it changes not just the direction of that kid's life but that family's life forever. So a company that's willing to support all of that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I'm speaking directly with them, getting information off of them and we're going to be setting up a page with them directly um, to go ahead and add. Ah, coming in with that resub. For what, six what? months. Thank you so much, Ads. Ads, one of the big supporters of the channel since day one. Absolutely love you, brother. Still really and really always a member of the Stan clan. Absolute legend. But yeah, so we are going to be doing setting up stuff with the organization themselves so that when we do the fundraising, the link to the funding is going to go straight to them. And Ads with that host as well. Thank you so much for that host, Ads. I appreciate it. Um, so we're going to be doing a thing where we send the money straight to them so it's not going to go through another party, it's not going to go through another website, it's going to go straight to the organisation themselves, which I am all for. I'm all for them getting it. No one else is getting a cut of the money, we are not taking anything of the money, it is all going straight to them. Um, we also have some amazing giveaways um, that are going to be taking place. We have a variety of Funko Pops getting given away, including a more rarer one. Um, we've got uh, Batman Hush Blu-ray, we've got uh, copies of Berserker number one, three different um, covers we're going to be getting given away of that, that I just picked up this week and they are all stunning. Um, we've got Lewis Southard is sending us um, a signed copy of Midnight Western Theatre that we talked about in the show a few weeks ago um, to do as a giveaway. Brainy Pixel has given us copies of Tenant's Tale and um, Chronicles of Faith David for digital copies to give away. We have so many giveaways that we'll be doing when we hit different benchmarks and hit different milestones as we work on our way to raise $1,000. Um, so the big thing that we need from all of you in the Comic Clan is to help us promote this. Help us put that out there, put all this information out there and advertise. 
advertise to everyone that this is taking place and get the word out there to help us raise this fun, uh, these funds. Um, also, if you're a streamer and want to get involved or if you're um, someone who's got some ideas that you would like to put forward for it, we are all ears. Please reach out to us on Discord. Um, that's where most of the stuff takes place and um, where most of the conversations happening about it. Please reach out to us there um, or on our social media pages. Um, and we're more than happy to take that stuff in and um, look it over and we're still a good you know couple of months out from the actual stream yeah. so we can reshuffle stuff if there's someone comes up with an amazing idea i want to give it props um yep. also as well comic clan i need you to dm me on this one directly either to the comics and the cross um, like social medias or to me if you know me personally um we are looking we are doing a trivia night as part of the 12 hour stream um, I'm getting a bunch of people together um, and yeah, it's still doing that glitching thing. i just seen it happen. I don't know if you yeah, I saw it too. I don't know, what I don't know what's going on. Maybe I just need to like reshuffle stuff and just have the actual logos up and not like a slideshow. There seems to be just a slideshow that does it. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be doing the trivia night, but I'm putting together a bunch of questions for it. One of the things I would love is for the comic clan to come together and suggest questions and they can be anything as long as it's a safer work question we're still keeping it family friendly but as long as it's safer work it can literally be questions on anything and i'm going to have a section of questions that are literally from the comic clan if we got enough i'd love them to all be from the comic clan but we're going to at least have a section of questions from the comic clan to get and put forward if you have a question you would love to put towards them it doesn't matter what it is it can be absolutely anything on any subject go ahead and DM me and put that towards us because we would love to get your input. Um, but yeah, so we're dead excited for that. Literally most of our stuff is going towards getting that um, together and getting that ready to go right now. Um, I feel like we've been planning it for forever at this point. Yeah. But it's good though. It's good. We're getting there. I'm honestly so excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, and we're going to be doing community games such as like golf with your friends. We've got a bunch of people involved, but there's always spots in that. We're going to be doing Jackbox Party games. We're going to be doing um, Among Us. So yeah. we're going to be doing a bunch of different um, community games as well to get people involved in. So we want all of you to be involved in this too. All right. It's enough plugging in the 12-hour stream, I think. <laughs> Let's jump into the little bit of news we've got this week. We don't have a lot of news. Uh, it mostly seems to be Marvel stuff at the same time. Uh, the first major thing is there's a report coming out from Illuminerdi. Um, and it's I'm calling it a rumour at this point because they're literally the only people I've seen reporting on it. I've not seen anyone else reporting this. There's been no official announcements. So um, it's just Illuminerdi, but it's got a lot of people talking. that um, The X-Men are going to be making their MCU debut in a movie titled The Mutants. Okay. It's not going to be the X Men initially. It's going to be the mutants. It's going to be the initial thing. What do we think of that tale? That's literally all we've got. That's the only. That's the announcement. We've not got ideas of story of who could be in it, of directors, of writers, of anything. Literally, all yeah. we've got is a possible title. I think that their biggest job is going to be separating these X Men from the ones that have come previously, and I think starting off just naming it something out of left field i mean it's not totally out of left field but naming it something totally different i think is a good way to go mm -hmm. 
I think it's a good way to break it up as well. Like, you could literally do the mutants. Like, the way this world is set up, the mutants don't exist at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, which reasons to believe the X-Men won't exist. So, like, our first sight into mutants existing, um, it might simply be that, like, mutants exist. We don't have X-Men yet. You know, and maybe by the time at the end of the first movie, we're going to have the X-Men established. Yeah. And the X-Men are actually there. But at this time... We don't have X-Men, so we can't do a movie called X-Men. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, mutants and doing the wider world. And it might even be a wider spread thing rather than focusing on this group of, like, how are mutants introduced to this world? Yeah, I was going to say, how do you feel like that's going to happen? How do you feel like they're going to be introduced as a whole? Because they're a good portion of the population. I I mean, a good a good. I still percentage. think, yeah, I still think the four running theories on it are still probably the most likely. Um, and right now, those seem to be either something to do with Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people thought that was going to happen at the end of One Division. Yeah. But you know, kind of partial spoilers for what's coming at the end of One Division. Like, it's definitely not the end of One Story. Like, we're not going to tr- yeah. we're going to try and not do any spoilers right now. We're talking the news. We'll give you a big spoiler line. Um, but like, this isn't an ending to Wanda or Vision. This is like part one. This is like an opening, like of yeah. the next chapter, especially for Wanda. Even like during the show, getting the moniker of Scarlet Witch officially, which she was never officially given before in and the, the MCU. Outfit. <laughs> the outfit looks amazing, dude. It looks um, awesome. But like, so that's for me. That's still very much a forefront. A lot of people think thought that was a way that was going to go, and they've definitely built her powers up enough to be powerful enough to do that. Um, and then the other big one that people were talking about was um, multiverse. Like it's going to be something to do with the multiverse, either bringing them in or something gets released during that, or you know, which yeah. I still think is probably the most forefront way to do it, because the opening of the multiverse is obviously going to be such a big mm-hmm. part of the MCU this phase. You know, even if we didn't get a lot of it as we thought we were going to get in yeah. know, one division. We've definitely got it taking place in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. We've definitely got elements of it taking place in Spider-Man 3, even if Toby and Andrew aren't officially confirmed that it doesn't look like they're going to be. Um, at this point, like it's still very much a, a possibility of the thing that's going yeah. to affect you that, don't, I Do believe. you think they're going to be in it? I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's... I feel like they could be still like it's very much. I can very much see it being a case of if if Marvel do it, they're not going to announce it. Like they might keep it quiet and keep it as a big reveal. But then again, I've seen yeah. them give away stuff before, so like it very well might. Oh, your camera looks like it's freezing a little bit, dude. I think they're in it, but I think. Yeah, I think you're you're choppy a bit too on my end. Yeah, oh. um, technology. I think they're gonna be in it, but I just don't think they're. It's gonna be like just a cameo. I don't. <laughs> Thank you so much for everyone that hung around. It looks like we've <laughs> we're back up and running. Yeah, like it's. I've got a notification like popping up. I skipped frames and stuff, but it's not from like today. I'm getting no notification saying that there's any issues with the internet. So I don't know what's happening with that. So. But we're good. We're good now. So I think we're set now. So apologies for that. Thank you for everyone that hung around. Um, they waited for us to boot back on. You, that's like the death when you live stream is the moment you're like, I have to restart the stream, 
is that people are just going to go, oh, I'm not yeah. hanging around and just disappear off to someone else's stream. So thank you so much for everyone that did hang around for that. Yeah, Coop um, and Junk and uh, Isaac just made fun of us the whole time. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that's no different. They do that anyway. <laughs> that's all they do anyway. But yeah. But yeah, so I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do with the the mutants and stuff. What's your kind of main idea? What do you think's the going to be the thing that brings the mutants? Yeah, I, in? I mean, I have no idea. They've kind of broached the subject in WandaVision when they, and, and we're not going into super spoilers, but I did want to reference one thing when they were talking about how she already had the powers. It's just <laughs> I saw it just in chat. Like Chung's like, of course we did. And Coop's like, wait, I made fun of no one. <laughs> well, she already. She already had the power, but the Mind Stone just amplified it. So I think... Yeah, I'm so glad they retconned that. Yeah. I'm so glad they retconned that. So obviously, I think mutants exist, but there's going to be an inciting incident that it's going to have to have to do something with the Mind Stone. So I think Wanda's going to have to be the driver behind the inciting incident. Um, See, that's the interesting. That's the interesting thing with it, though. Like with her powers now, like being revealed, because like obviously, again, spoilers coming forward, but it's it's revealed like that her powers weren't given by the mind stone they were just amplified by it as Nigel yeah. says yeah but it's heavily hinted at that she she gets called scarlet witch because she is the scarlet witch yeah as a being that's talked about in the dark hole that's referenced that um that exists from birth like they have these mm-hmm. powers and i'm like is that going to be translated into she's a mutant then because it's very much hinting out of like that she's this magical being, this witch that's born a certain way from birth. The way that I took They're it, not necessarily and... set up mutants in that way. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. Is it set up to turn into mutants, or is it a case of like if they changed it to being like a mutant thing, is that going to add more to this like already retcon that they've just done? So the way that I took it is that. Somehow, some way, the Scarlet Witch is attached to either the Mind Stone itself or the Mind Stone energy. Mm. Um, and not necessarily that Wanda is or was the Scarlet Witch pre-Mind Stone, but that her her interaction with the Mind Stone connected her with the Scarlet Witch. I don't know if that makes sense. No, but did I guess not say, though, that it was... Uh, did I guess not say that it was like from birth, though? Like no, I don't being... remember that part. Yeah, you could just, you could just you could probably just blew my whole theory right out the water. I don't remember that. Yeah, because like I'm sure she says that at the start of the the season finale. I'm sure she says like that is something that they're born with. She hints at it when she's on the street with her. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's what I just said then. Yeah, and I think that's why like when they do like because she kind of hints at it and the the size of power that she's got because she talks about the fact she said no training but she's this powerful, and only the Scarlet Witch can do that. And then when they do like the rerun episode, when they go back through her life, they talk about the fact of why the bomb didn't go off mm-hmm. that landed in their home, and it was actually because yeah. of her. Mm-hmm. That that power was already there in her. I see what you're saying. So like she's always had that power, just the mind stone like amplified it and released it in a way. I just think they're gonna have a really hard time like showing or justifying all mutants coming from the multiverse. I think there has to be a subset of mutants that at least they already exist and they're they're going to be amplified by an inciting incident, whatever that is. Whatever that means. They might just take the inhuman route. Like a Terrigen Mist. Like the, like not using the Terrigen Mist for example, but like when they wanted to, like in the comics when Fox owned 
um, X-Men and they really wanted to push the Inhumans and the comics Marvel did the whole Terrigen Mist thing that happens in Infinity and this Terrigen Mist like goes round the world and starts activating this this dormant Inhuman gene that people didn't know they had and just turning them into Inhumans yeah. if it's going to be something like that of like something that unlocks like these people are mutants but they don't know it it's this dormant thing and something unlocks that potential and yeah that's what basically uh, Isaac said in the chat I, I think I kind of agree with yeah, that yeah I, I mean I think if they're going to do a wide scale like that but then again there's nothing saying that it will be wide scale we True. could I mean, we, I don't, we could I don't start see them doing it regionally though you know we could but opinion. we could start with a small subsect of mutants that we find out about and it's, it's only later on do we do a thing where it becomes a widespread worldwide thing i mean you they could make part of the narrative of the movie the mutants movie is there's a driving force whether that be a person or organization that's trying to unlock mutant abilities yeah that's very true i mean yeah. that's the thing i think at this point we know x-men and mutant are coming yeah and if one division has taught us anything every theory we have is wrong yeah everything that we've uh, <laughs> everything that we've ever came up with is wrong that's what this show taught me it's like what what do you think is gonna happen <laughs> yeah you're wrong <laughs> yeah like legitimately like every theory people came up with it was like nah no that's not no that's that's not gonna happen we're not even gonna do that these characters that are going to cameo that we're certain of not even going to show up and the, and the thing is, like, I think overall, I think Marvel fandom is usually spot on with at least a, a lot of their theories. But with this one, it was like an 85% fail rate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but Coop's just getting ripped apart in the chat. It was like Isaac and Chunk are just destroying him. I don't know why, <laughs> but he's became the target today. Um, But yeah. And then, okay, the other big announcement to jump into that because there's not any more news on the mutant thing it's literally theories yeah. we could do a whole show on theories um i'd saying i say the x-men are coming to rescue quicksilver mr boner <laughs> is that the is that the quicksilver you're talking about <laughs> i'm not going to say anything right now because there's a rant coming on that i know it from both me and nitro there's going to be a rant on that one so i'm going to hold back on that one at the minute um the other big bit of news total rumor throwing that out there 100% rumor at this point is that now that Stan Lee obviously has passed away is not able to do the Stan Lee cameos in the Marvel movies one of the highlights of the Marvel movies was finding the Stan Lee cameo in each of them and his last one obviously took place no more as the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool is now going to fill that gap and be Mr. Cameo in all the MCU movies to come. Like, he's just going to show up as a cameo randomly. Which I'm like, if there was anybody that was going to take that spot, that's probably the person that, to do it. Yeah. Is Deadpool just randomly showing up, literally fits his character. I'm okay with that. I mean, I, the only thing is, I feel like Stan Lee was kind of a chameleon in who he could portray in the movies. Mm -hmm. and ryan reynolds is let's be honest ryan reynolds is either ryan reynolds or deadpool well that's it though it's like it's from what i've seen from the rumor the rumor was that it's going to be deadpool showing up so it's not going mm -hmm. to be like a a stan lee cameo where it's, it's clearly stan lee just doing a different thing yeah yeah. like the yeah. cameo is literally going to be deadpool randomly showing up okay it's at least from what i took from it but again mm -hmm. this is all rumor yeah. um so i don't even know what that could look i'm just like. happy he's in the mcu now yeah, like the fact uh, that Deadpool 3 is definitely happening, and like I'm all for 
and I mean that's definitely a great thing that's happening Shop is his character in Blade 3 oh dear goodness please no Blade 3 is such a bad movie That's that needs to be a podcast at some point like the, the, yeah. the I don't down, know the, I've actually sat through that movie front the, to back before. the downward decline of Blade from like Blade 1 and 2 both being amazing movies to then Blade 3 <laughs> and I'm like wow that went downhill quick because like I can I can literally argue back and forth for Blade One and Blade Two, which one the better movie is, and depending what day you ask me, I'll give a different answer probably on which one the better movie is. I don't really remember Blade Two. It's Blade Two while. Blade Two was the vampire vampires, like the Reapers that like ate up vampires. So like oh, yeah. Blade has to team up with. What's better than vampires? Double vampires. <laughs> See, <laughs> but the vampire best... cubed. <laughs> but the best thing was like um was the main bad guy Nomak who was he played by again I've literally forgot the actor's name but the guy that plays like the main villain for that oh yeah didn't he play in Flash wasn't he like Captain Cold no, no that wasn't him I'm thinking um, of somebody else yeah no he played the character he ended up playing was um the only other major thing I remember him from is uh from Hellboy two the movie Hellboy 2 he plays like the prince in that like who's again the villain Funnily enough white skinned villain um, he apparently plays that role well it's like but like he was phenomenal as a villain I like, absolutely loved him like he basically played a vampire vampire that was basically like a oh. crack addict Luke Goss mm. that was a, like I keep a I keep wanting like to see Luke I keep wanting to say Luke Evans like I was getting a look in my head and I kept wanting to say Luke Evans and I'm like that's not right that's a different actor dude I didn't know yeah. Donnie Yen was in that movie I'm sorry I'm getting sidetracked alright are we shocked at this point what's up Frostbite yeah, Frostbite in the chat how is it going brother good to see you but yeah so it's like I'm I'm all for it I'm all for Deadpool doing the cameos I think they could do something funny with that I think it's something different to do with Deadpool yeah. And to kind of even to help tease him and incorporate him because I don't know how incorporated he'll become as part of the MCU. Just I because like... just because Deadpool three is going to be a, a continuation for him. Yeah. Instead of a reset, and it's also going to be the first R rated MCU movie. So I'm like, I don't know how much they're going to try and incorporate him with other people. Mm. I know they'll have to at points, yeah. but like this could be a good way of doing it and at I least starting like... that. As, as, as little as I know about Moon Knight, I feel like a movie between Moon Knight and Deadpool would be freaking hilarious. Yeah, I mean, that's that's literally a... <laughs> that's going to be hysterical to see. Dude, that would be funny. I want, I literally want to see Deadpool and Punisher, like John Bernthal's Punisher, now that they've got him back with Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Like, because what is it? Is it Suicide Kings is the graphic novel I got of that? And it's like, it's the two of them crossing paths. And it's hysterical. Because, like, Frank is so serious and Deadpool is so not, and he just has no time for him at all. <laughs> like, uh, Chunk saying one and two were amazing, three was just so bad. It was. Three was an awful. Hey, what's better than a vampire? Vampire dog. Vampire Pomeranian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so bad, dude. It's like, somebody CGI'd that. That's all I'm saying. It was someone's job to give a vampire jaw to that little dog. Give Ryan Reynolds all the steroids. She just retired the cameos. It'd be funny if Deadpool took his place, but I think it would be more honouring if they just stopped. Yeah, that's another thing as well, Isaac. That's another thing as well. It's like it, it'd be nice to just stop it and go, that's the end of the cameos, because it was Stan Lee's thing. 
yeah and and the thing with the stan lee cameos is it wasn't an mcu exclusive thing he's been doing that since before the mcu even existed he has been cameoing in these movies so um honestly i'm good either way i'm good for either i think if they choose to honor him i'm all about honoring stan lee as you guys clearly know i mean we've got the stan lee emotes or subs are called the stan clan it's like i've clearly got a love for stan lee if they did it with deadpool i have no doubt and trust in marvel that they would do it right Chunk, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they've already announced Blade as PG-13. Um, I, I'm pretty sure about that, actually. <laughs> Frostbite trying to be as, as non-spoilery as possible. We're trying not to hit spoilers just yet. We were doing bits of news, but we're going to go full spoilers in like a minute or two. Um, but he's like, just got here. I don't know how spoilery you're getting, but I want to see the guy from Division go team up with Moon Knight to start the West Coast Avengers. And uh, funnily enough, you were just showing me this comic the other night, Nitro, from your collection. What's that? West... Oh, saying... yeah. Are we allowed to talk about it right, right. now? Or we okay, wait? disclaimer. This is it. Big disclaimer. Everything from this point is going to be WandaVision spoilers. If you back. have not seen it, come back and watch the show later. We're going to be on our YouTube channel. This is going to be uploaded to there. Or... You can get our podcast on the following places. Um, we were transitioning anyway, Frostbite, so you didn't start something, but like it's just... A, yeah, let's answer this question because we're going to dive into it anyway. All right, so, so I assume from this point on, anyone who's here has seen it and is aware of what we're talking about because we're probably going to jump about quite a bit with this or you don't care about spoilers. Um, so three, two, one. Yeah, so literally he sent me this picture after the episode, like the end of the episode where we saw White Vision. And he's like, that dude, I bought this for Avengers thinking it was going to happen and it didn't. Now he's here! <laughs> so, White Vision. Can you explain White Vision a bit across? Uh, I, I, I vaguely know about White Vision. So, I, I, so my understanding is that um, uh, Vision gets killed just in mm-hmm. the comics, just like he does in, in the movies. And then they kind of bring him back to life. They take him apart and they bring him back to life, but he doesn't have a soul, a quote-unquote soul. So he doesn't have the emotions. He doesn't have the memories of Vision. He <laughs> doesn't basically have anything that made him Vision. He doesn't have that. Chunk in chat going, one Division's out? When did it come out? <laughs> like every um, Friday for the last, like, two months. <laughs> so, like, him and Wanda in the comics, they get divorced. And then slowly, piece by piece... Uh, Vision starts to regain his his memories back, or starts to get them implanted again, um, and he starts to become the Vision. Oh yeah, the- Frostbite! That was one of my favorite scenes, man. We're definitely going to talk about that for the finale, like the yeah. the Vision logic battle. Like, yeah, that was phenomenal to watch. Yeah. Um, because yeah, the big scene that I was seeing from the comics from this, and um, that people started posting when White Vision showed up was literally. A scene of like Wanda talking to him and Vision, kind of like what they started doing in the show. Vision had no memories. Yeah, he had no love for Wanda, nothing like that. He was Vision in appearance and in. Dang, I guess I should leave and watch it. Yep, absolutely. Go leave and watch it. Just make sure you leave that tab open and leave as a lurk while you're doing it. Jack. Yes. As long as that tab's open, you go do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I they definitely hinted heavily at that. 
of this not being vision, but we'll definitely get into that. We'll get into white vision in a minute. Let's rewind it back because so, yeah. we let me literally because where we left off in our last one, like so, we done a previous talk on the first half of this. So we pretty much got up to the introduction of Quicksilver, of yeah. Pietro, or Let Fietro, or <laughs> Mister Boner. Mr. Boner. Okay. Uh, I want to go back to something that Chung said before we start diving deep into uh, WandaVision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was asking about, um, I know he's, I think he's gone, but he was asking about Blade and whether it's going to be rated R or uh, PG-13. Um, Feige has come out and said the only movie as of right now that's going to be rated R is Deadpool. Everything else is Yes. Right now, Deadpool's the only one that's been given the R rating, and that's, I think that's literally because it's a continuation of the previous Deadpool movies. Mm. Everything else as far as I'm aware, is like is PG-13, which is where the rest of the MCU pretty much sits. So even stuff like Blade um, is going to be at that rating, which I'm like... Which is a little... That's a little disappointing. Which I'm like, I, I think this is the perfect opportunity to start a Marvel Knights thing where you could do some of the darker stuff like that. Like Blade and Deadpool and some of the others. But then again, we're going to see a similar thing with Moon Knight as well. Like he's on Disney+. Plus. And yeah. Disney Plus doesn't show things that are that rating either. Like it's yeah. exclusively like PG thirteen and lower. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, so it's going to be interesting. Like if they do it well, it's possible. Yeah, it is very possible. But what is it going to look like? It There's just... a way to do stuff without like gratuitous violence and oh yeah, ridiculous amount of cursing. I mean, look at the Mandalorian. Like everybody that I know that has seen that show. Mm loves that show it's so well made it's such a good story and same with wandavision too yeah so like you you don't have to like although i feel like blade is in a separate category like that's who he is you like, can maybe get it, away with it, it with blade though what's that you can maybe get away with it with blade and still kind of keep it kind of violent mm -hmm. because most of the killing is monster killing yeah it's blade killing monsters like vampires don't technically count as people in these sorts of things mm -hmm. they count as monsters so you can maybe get away with that yeah possibly yeah. like if you, it's one of those like i think that's one of those disney rules where like if you bend it far enough it, you can just you know you can get it under and hey that counts yeah I'm just I'm I'm okay with it being PG-13 just like I was I would be okay if it was rated R. Yeah. I just I don't want them to sacrifice the story for a story for I don't want them to sacrifice, but then again like like kind of like Chunk saying like PG-13 doesn't mean it can't be a great movie. True. Absolutely. True. Jurassic Park was rated PG-13. Yeah, like everybody was screaming for Venom to be R rated and I'm like I don't care what rating you put on that movie, it would not have been worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> Making it an R rating was not going to save that movie. Venom is not a good movie. Like I'll still watch it. It's a guilty pleasure, but it is not good. That's the best line in that entire movie, John. Yes. <laughs> I still watch that line in that movie, Dude, and it's still. I watched that movie in the nineties when it dropped, and it's thirty years later, and I still don't know if I totally understand that line. <laughs> like I, you can see like Stephen Dorff's face, looking at him like what. Like, just Such after he movie. says that, like, it's so good. Such a good movie. Wesley Snipes was the perfect Blade. He was. He because, was. like, he played it straight, and then every now and then he would have just... He just got to the point where he's like, I've had enough. 
Yeah. Although I'm glad the guy they've got, I completely forgot his name though, but he played um, Marshall Ali. Marshall Ali, that's it. Yeah. yeah, he played Cottonmouth in the Luke Cage show. I'm really glad that and Marvel's he's awesome. I'm really glad yeah. Marvel's keeping him around in another role Agreed. like this. I'm I'm yeah. all for it. He's really good. I like but, him a lot. Alright, let's jump into some one division. So let's do it. So where we left off last time, we run about episodes five and six where we had Fietro come in. Mr. Boner himself. We're just from now on, just a heads up, we're gonna call him Fietro. Alright. Fake Fietro. Or Boner. Or Boner. Because Boner was his last name. Legit. We didn't make that up. If, that's the, if you haven't seen it yet. His last name in the, in the show is Boner. That's a rant in itself that we're going to get yeah. to. We really are. So, like, he showed up, so... Um, I can't remember Did if we touched... the family-friendly tag on the show? <laughs> it's his name. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, we can't help it. Like, that's his name. That's true. It's like, that's like, well, it's not family-friendly. I'm like, I'm just saying the dude's name. It's not my fault Marvel <laughs> named them Boner. Yeah, and it's on Disney Plus, so it must be okay. Exactly. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I can't remember if we talked about episode six before, like the we Halloween didn't. special. So we, we ended right before. We ended. We okay, so we five. did end it there. Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember if we'd. Yeah, that's right, because we were meant to talk about it the week before, and I was glad we didn't because Pietro was like showed up at the door. We said Boner way too many times during our podcast <laughs> recording last night. Yeah, we did have a ticky up in the top corner. <clears throat> just how many times we say it. A Boner counter, like I don't know if that's. <laughs> yeah. If anything's going to make us not family friendly, having a boner counter up on screen is not yeah. going to go well. There's yeah. no way to explain that if someone just pops into There's stream. There's no way. <laughs> There's uh, no that's way definitely a fake that name that X-Men Quicksilver would come up with. This is true. Uh, sorry, I know this isn't one division, but just the way he says that line, throws the, the vial in the air and kicks in the Deacon Frost forehead. Oh, oh yeah, Absolutely. It's such a good movie. We do need to do a show talking about the Blade movies. We really yeah, we do. do that. Yeah, we definitely absolutely. need to do that at some point. Because yeah, we, ne- we haven't covered those, we never covered them in our early 2000s and stuff. Because technically they started in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It was Blade. It was 98, right? Or 97. Mm-hmm. So like we got them in the early 2000s, but technically they'd already started. So that's definitely one we need to do. Um. So yeah. So we'll start with the the Halloween episode, which in it's itself, which was absolutely fantastic. Like, I, yeah, can I, I can I just great. can I just say like top props to the the, the costume department. For creating not just we've seen Wanda and we've seen Vision, obviously in the trailers, but also um Quicksilver and um Tommy and Billy, all their costumes like hearkening to their comic book counterpart costumes. Yeah. Was just so good. Like the costumes looked phenomenal. They looked so great. They were equal parts like comic book accurate and also fun because it was a Halloween costume. Yeah. And they all looked absolutely awesome. And so I absolutely adored those. Dude, I just I just realized that Tommy and Billy had their comic outfits on. So I, didn't, I don't yeah. know why I didn't catch that in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pretty much did. Um, well, besides... Um, what's his face? Tommy's was... Uh, like he was, was like a Quicksilver. little more Quicksilvery, but yeah. it was still obviously hearkening. Like, him getting the white hair and stuff was definitely hearkening to um, the comic a little. Uh, yeah. But Billy, 100%, was uh, Wiccan. Oh, was absolutely. the Wiccan costume. 100%. Um, Dude, so. Awesome. The fact that they like they done all of those, and obviously we couldn't see Quicksilver and Tommy and Billy beforehand because they were all new reveals for the show. Yeah. But yeah, so this is where this is where stuff starts to really kick off now. Because the vision, whole... vision is is in full conspiracy mode. Like he knows something's up, and he's trying to figure it out. Well, yeah, because at this point we've already seen like the whole stuff going on at his job and. Him getting the random email he doesn't know 
who it's to but it's something to do with sword and he freed that guy's mind and all this sort of stuff previously so he's like full like you said conspiracy mode now something is going on and basically lies to wanda and says i'm going to be part of like the neighborhood watch tonight mm-hmm. and it's really funny because you can see wanda like you're not meant to be doing that yeah but also doesn't want to full out question it because she's meant to be playing the part mm-hmm. so she kind of just lets him go and uh, quicksilver being the you know the the dorky like uncle to the kids that's the kind of like wash out no good guy that doesn't have a job just sleeps on their sofa sort of man child character <laughs> was, was perfect for kind of like 90s and 2000s sitcoms and um, it's so like yeah i'll take care of the kids and he you know basically being a big kid himself goes to do that so vision then says okay and heads off in his venture across westview yeah we get some really great moments though between Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. The the one, well, I, we'll get to it, but the one where she like breaks bad on him. Mm. That's scary. That was scary. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like we get we get some funny moments to start with. Like you get the moments of like him saying like that. So like, oh, you don't remember her? You know where her trick or treating in Sokovia, and it's like that. F- literal sitcom flashback of them trick-or-treating and getting like a dead fish and stuff like that and yeah at the door so you get like little connections like that but like there's really start to amp up when she goes out and she's talking with some of the crowd you see like pietro going with billy and tommy and basically destroying the town stealing candy all this sort of stuff and she makes them put it back but then they sit down and they have a conversation they sit down and they talk and it's weird because you get the feeling like he's prying, but also that he's not. Mm-hmm. Because like he's really like appealing to her as her brother. Yeah. Even though deep down she's like, "You're not my brother." Well, and he's like, "Where'd you where'd you hide all these kids? Where'd all these kids come from?" Yeah, like. Is everybody where... was, like trick or treating? Yeah, because it's like you know what you handled it the best you could. Yeah. Like you brought. He's like, I don't these... blame you. <laughs> it's like bringing all these kids out now for trick or treating, but like the fact that you do whatever you do with them and you know keep it hidden away it's like that it's, it's the best option that you can do and like and, yeah and starts to pry a little bit of like how did you get so powerful like how did yeah. you how did you do this and even she's like i don't know mm-hmm. I, I don't know how i did this i don't know how i pulled it off i don't know i just did yeah and she starts to explain her emotional state of she felt grief and she felt emptiness and felt alone and then, like, the next thing she knows, this happened. Um, so it kind of continues what we've kind of seen already and what things have been leading to. Mm-hmm. Um, while they're doing that, we get Vision's great venture out to the, the outskirts of Westview. Yeah. Um, where we start to see... In, people are there and people are doing tasks but they're they're like glitching out they're almost an autopilot stuck in a loop like you see someone hanging laundry on a washing line but she's literally just doing the same motion standing still Mm -hmm. and i didn't catch it when i first watched it it wasn't until people started mentioning it you've seen like her doing that and you've seen like the tear running down her eye like deep down like she wasn't in control and wasn't wanting to do this 
yeah you do get that later on chunk like the whole thing with the kids like in the finale we get the whole thing of the mom whose mind's released it starts to kind of like beg wanda to let her kid come out let her be friends of your kids let her just be the school bully just let me see her again yeah because the daughter's basically been put in uh, to sleep in her room and locked in there as with most of the kids you know can i can i say i know i'm jumping forward a bit but the reality that wanda mind controlled an entire town and then just leaves and doesn't address that was kind of infuriating but how do you address that though i don't know like you know, there's like there's got there's got it in my mind. There's got to be like at least some type of acknowledgement. But I think her. that's the thing, though. I think her she kind of acknowledges it, just not to the town, though. Like well, that's she what I'm she like, acknowledges it to Monica, and I think she kind of acknowledges it in her thing. Like once you know everything's taken care of, she comes and speaks to Monica at the end. Um, but she kind of says that to her, like she's like these people did understand. She's like, no, they won't. And it's like it's literally that thing of. There's literally nothing she can say that's going to make up for what took place. Yeah, I mean, I guess in my mind, she's got to at least attempt something. <laughs> I don't know what she could... I know nothing she could have said could have probably done anything but, to those people, but I feel like she should have at least... But like, that's under the assumption of her being like a hero. And I think that's the thing. is like She's not gone full villain as a lot of people thought but she's also not like avenger level hero anymore she's mm-hmm. like she goes to like we see at the very end she goes a- away from everybody mm-hmm. and i think at least in my mind the way i took it was a case of she looked at the damage she had done and part of it was probably her not wanting to face up to it mm-hmm. <clears throat> and realizing in her grief all the trouble that she'd caused and it's like but also a level of there's no point well, and like the best thing, thing is, I can do for these people is just leave. My thing is, it wasn't even the fact that she didn't acknowledge what she had done. It's when she was walking back into the town center to talk to Monica, she made eye contact with like tons of specific people that she had mind control. And it's like, can it, I can I say by the, can I say it by the way, how did that mailman not be revealed to somebody? I don't know. They focused on him in so many episodes, like specifically giving him lines to say. I was sure he was going to be revealed to be someone. It's like, yeah. no, it's just a dude. I like you had the camera holding on him for the last four episodes. How is he not anybody? Hey, look, made it. Thank you so much for popping in. I appreciate it. But like, yeah. I, I feel like when she's walking into the town center to talk to Monica and she's making eye contact with these people, it's almost as she's like, what? What do you want? Type it's like it's like that type of attitude. And I guess to your point, if she's not supposed to be the hero, then I guess that kind of makes sense. It definitely makes me like her a lot less. I think that's the thing as, as a character. Yeah, and I, maybe that's the point. But I think that's it though. It's like she's something kind of mentioned it in chat there. Like she's still grieving. She's still dealing with the emotions of everything, and then on top of that, now the guilt of what she did and what she's capable of. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of stuff to work out. Not to mention the fact of, like, what we see at the end, and this, again, full-blown spoilers for the very end of it. At the very end of the last episode, we see her in this cabin, and it looks like she's just living a secluded life at first, and then yeah. we see that she's actually in the back room working oh, on her spells, strange. but she has the dark hold. Yeah. 
she has the dark hold which i love the fact that was confirmed because that's what we were thinking that book was that agatha had um <clears throat> but she has the dark hold now which yeah. again highly hints at her going down a darker path the dark hold has never been associated with good mm -hmm. and even though her magic is chaos magic as it is like her using the dark hold kind of suggests that she's still in a very dark place she's still in a a different place from everything yeah I, the, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, and you go back. Uh, so somebody had mentioned back on like episode four or five, maybe three. I watch New Rock Stars on YouTube. Uh, Eric Voss is a really cool guy, the way he breaks stuff down. Uh, but he was talking about how they think that uh, Scarlet Witch might be the, the villain in Doctor Strange. And I was like, eh, I don't think so. But you know, now seeing everything that I saw in the series, I'm like, she could absolutely very well be a villain. I don't think she will be the villain. I think she, uh, uh, for part of the movie, she's going to be the major threat. Yeah. I, I think she's not, I, I don't think she's going to be an overt, oppressive threat. I think she's just going to be a threat that exists. I, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like, let me put it this way. The way that Marvel's kind of been playing things, especially in one division, is if something seems obvious, chances are they're not going to do it. Yeah. You know, like, everyone, like, with the aerospace engineer, oh my goodness, it must be Reed Richards, doesn't even show up, it's a random nobody. No. Yeah. Ultron's 100% going to show up in the show, didn't show up. You yeah. know, it's like, if anything seems obvious, oh my goodness, that's Quicksilver from another universe, it's just Ralph Boner, the guy whose house that Agatha's been living in, and the Ralph yeah. that she's been referencing for most of the show. It's like, if it looks obvious, it looks too obvious that Wanda's going to be the villain, I don't think they're going to go villain with her. Mm -hmm. I do think we're on the the edge of anti-hero. Because I don't think she's doing stuff bad on purpose, but the fact that she's now delving into the dark hole to try and control her magic more. Yeah. The fact that we've seen her, we heard Tommy and Billy's voices calling out. Yeah. And it's speculation of whether she's just flashing back to thinking of them or if she's trying to actively bring them back. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what that's going to look like I don't I think Wanda that's the thing I kind of love about Wanda by the end of the show she is very possibly the most complex character mm -hmm. in the whole of the MCU Yeah. for the last 12 years 13 years yeah. like there has been no one as complex as her character none the hit the peaks of what she's gone through, the hurts that she's gone through, the stuff that she's dealt with. Mm -hmm. And I think she's still in a process because even when she became an Avenger, she wasn't really an Avenger. Could you really class it as a hero? She was just kind of like, I don't want to work with Ultron, so I'll help you guys. And then she went with the Avengers, like still not really knowing what she was doing or who she was. Mm -hmm. I think this is very much a journey of her discovering herself. Like WandaVision was all about her dealing with the grief. Yeah. And I think this is her on that new chapter of like, I have these powers, what do I do with it? Yeah, I mean, speaking of the grief aspect, I think one of the most poignant scenes for me, you know, the one with her and Vision when they're talking on the bed is, is crucial. Mm -hmm. But I think the most poignant one for me is when she's, you know, Agatha, who, again, spoilers, is revealed to be... Or it Agnes was Agatha all along. Ag Agatha Harkness from the comics, who's the witch who's been, you know... Uh, the one theory where everybody went, on. I knew it! Yeah. The one yeah. theory that worked out. 
um, is when Wanda is standing in the middle of this empty foundation of this house that was supposed to be her and Vision's, mm. with Vision's signature on the lease with a heart around oh, it. Oh, his message on that. Goes, she just goes like, you could like, I could feel that. That broke like, my heart. Like, in my like chest. I'm like, holy crap, that was intense. Elizabeth Olsen does not get enough credit for how so good, good of a dying actress she freaking is. So like good. my heart seeing that scene when she's standing there and she just drops to her knees and just unleashes this magic just out of sheer deep grief i i felt it i was like oh my heart broke yeah my heart broke for her and i'm like she is such a good actress dude she's was, like she's ridiculously awesome. good yeah. well even the the so the scene with her and vision when they're in the avengers compound and you know they're, they're talking about her brother and Vision goes, you know, what is grief if not love persevering? Like, just her little mannerisms that she's doing, just the way that she's she carries herself, man, she's so good. She is. Like, I'm I, I'm kind of with everybody online right now. Of Like, I announced a Scarlet Witch series or a Scarlet Witch movie to follow up from this. I'm all for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. My, my theory for her is that she is going to be, kind of like what Isaac said in chat, she is probably going to be the main inciting incident yeah i agree for doctor strange i think probably even referencing westview mm-hmm. and like and then this powerful magic user has just disappeared is going to get his attention he is the sorcerer supreme even though she's technically as agatha references is actually stronger than he is yeah when she's at full strength he's the yeah. only one that's capable of it and i think what's going to happen is she's going to start off with a threat it'll lead into whoever the other threat is and this will be where doctor strange takes scarlet witch under his wing yeah and, and he'll, he'll be the, the one to start he'll be the one to start training her yeah and okay. how she can properly use this because we need to see that relationship built if they miss out on doing that then they're missing a, a massive part of the the marvel comics which is yeah. the relationship between doctor strange and scarlet Witch. they are both very good friends okay i didn't know that and they know each other they're good friends with each other because of the magic and yeah. they use um so i think he'll be the one to take her on um, that she'll appear in Doctor Strange and we could even see her appearing by a side in future installments of stuff as he starts to teach her magic and how to utilise it but also utilise control Yeah. Um, because that's the one thing she's missing she has the power, she just doesn't have the training and the only one that can train her on that level is Strange Yeah. he's a Sorcerer Supreme, he's the only one even close to that level mm-hmm. um, so I think that's where they're going to go with her because I don't think her redemption arc's done. Do I think, think this was getting over the grief. Yeah. And there's still her journey's still ongoing. Because WandaVision, like that was the series finale, like WandaVision's done. But as we said, it's not the end of Wanda and Vision. Their characters are still going forward. Do you think Vision so just going back to Vision, because I know we kinda were talking about him earlier. So the vision in Westview that was that Wanda created basically from the mind piece of the mind stone that was in her. She basically literally created Vision. Mm-hmm. He's he's gone. He's gone after yeah. the hex. After the hex was destabilized and taken away, the kids Billy and Tommy and Vision. Yeah, they're gone. all gone because they made it. They made it very clear that they were part of the hex. Yeah, and they were so tied to that that once those walls came down, they were going to be gone forever. Mm-hmm. And can I just say how heartbreaking that scene was? Dude, watching the hex, bed, I... watching the hex coming in and realizing it was just round their house, 
and they tuck the kids in bed and talk about how they'll be a family forever and then the kids are gone and well, it's it, literally just like and then that literal bit of just her and vision she turns out all the lights and then he turns one back on and they just have that moment dude. and i'm like so oh my well, and, and goodness the thing is like i don't know if you picked up on it but like the there was a um there was a like a what am, what am i trying to say almost like a hecticness in the vision as he felt the stuff closing in because he wanted to spend as much time as he possibly mm-hmm. could with wanda He's like, he was basically like, I don't want this to end. I don't want this to end. And he was trying to ask her as many questions as he could, you know, right at the end. But it was, man, it was, it was, it was so, so good. So, all right. So basically, at towards the end, and we'll, we're going to kind of, kind of back, bounce back and forth between the series. But, you know, we're just trying to get the overarching narrative right now. So, so towards the end, the vision from Westview faces the vision that sword was created legitimately maybe one of my favorite parts of the end of that series is the two of them not squaring off but literally just having a dialogue with each other yeah as they start talking to one another like watching them talk and process with each other was like oh my goodness this is actually so awesome like i did not this should not be as exciting as it is watching so the the main the main argument between them or the main conversation that they were trying to have is what does the what does being the real vision mean? So obviously the white vision is made up of the vision's parts. But the vision in Westview is made up of the memories that actually made vision. Yeah. So each of them hold a piece of what actually made vision vision. And I love so the story that they told as well like the yeah. was it the Theseus yeah and they're like after as the ship starts to break apart and things start to come apart and you replace it more and more mm-hmm. i'm like how long until you can no longer call it the original theseus how long before yeah. until it's a completely brand new thing it's neither in both it's like it's neither the these neither of them are the theseus but yet both of them are yeah and just that dialogue and seeing the other vision come along because the whole directive was of swords vision the white I vision. require elaboration. I'm going to start using that that uh, yeah. that phrase from now on. <laughs> like his whole directive was to come in and destroy Wanda and destroy Vision. Yeah. Like and we even get that from the get go. Like he's rebuilt by Sword. They use the magic off of the the drone that she brought back out to like supercharge him, send him in, and he goes in. And the first thing he does is like he puts his hands on her face, and she kind of like is is that really you? And starts trying to crush her head, mm-hmm. and then Vision like attacks him. So we get this big like aerial fight with these two, which is just yeah. phenomenal in itself. And then as they start to have the conversation, like the vision from the hex literally questions White Vision on his directive, which your directive to destroy the vision. It's like, Well, am I the vision? Like, am I vision? Because I'm created out of basically out of Wanda's mind. Yeah. It's like La- Sorry, real but, quick. Locke said they did a really cool job with the cosmetics for White Vision. I agree. He looked they, awesome. They, he, they made him, like, they gave him a more angular features in his face to make, just give him that little menacing edge. I, I agree. I'm can sorry, I, Crop. I didn't mean to cut you off. Can I also just reference the fact of, like, Paul Bettany is a legend? Dude. Because his, his like... He slow-rolled everybody. His hint... <laughs> 
of like, oh, I'm going to get the chance to work with someone I've never had the opportunity to work for, this amazing cameo. And I loved his reference afterwards, was like that people kept making stuff. Is it going to be, like, is it going to be Professor X? Is it going to be Magneto? Or is it going to be someone like that popping in and him going, oh, yeah, they've been really good ideas. They're going to be so disappointed when they realise it's yeah. just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. realise it's just him. And, like, he trolled everybody because yeah, it was Vision totally me Vision. I like yeah, you, you legend. Literally, people are hanging on by threads for a full week to watch another thirty-minute episode. You cannot do that. You legend, Paul Bettany, and he, and he was phenomenal. Re, bringing back Vision and then portraying first of all the Vision and the Hex. It was going through sitcom mode, going through the, uh, going through the the conspiracy mode, and then yeah. them playing both of them, yeah, off of each other. Like phenomenal job from Paul Bettany man the guy's a phenomenal actor but like he literally then questions White Vision of the fact that like are either of his vision and using the Theseus thing of like well neither of us are but we both yeah. are and then he actually unlocks White Vision's mind because he's yeah. got all these mental blocks that sort of put up mm-hmm. um, and he unlocks it yeah and basically gives him all the memories that he has or that he should have you know so like Vision is assumed to be back hopefully maybe. in some shape or form but we never get an answer to whether he is or not because following that he disappears yeah we have literally no clue what happened to what the do you think Vision where do you think that. he went do you think he'll show up in doctor strange <laughs> i want to say no yeah i don't think he's going to show up that soon i think there's going to be something where he shows up i think there's definitely more to his story that we're going to f- get I legitimately don't know where they're going to take him. Yeah. I feel like he's going to go on a bit of a personal quest at this point. Yeah. Because he's going to have all this stuff to work through as he now has all these memories of vision and dying multiple times. And and I think they're going to keep him and Wanda separated for the next little bit. Yeah. Before they bring them back. At least that's what I'm thinking. But legitimately i don't know like we get no hint of where he's going mm-hmm. we get into the final fight and it's literally like you know wanda and vision and the boys against um hayward against uh agatha uh pietro's taking on monica and he gets dispatched mm-hmm. quickly as she comes to help and there's like no sign of him so Chunk. can we was that so chunk just saying he'll show up in falcon uh, or soldier i'm like i hope not i would yeah. be surprised if they don't at least tease him in doctor strange 2 especially if a big uh-huh. part of doctor strange 2 involves wanda going out the board i agree i i i personally think he, he will probably show up in doctor strange 2 i just don't think he'll have a gigantic part yeah i don't know what they're going to do with that it depends what direction they go with doctor strange 2 yeah because like i just i don't know where they're taking it all we really yeah. know at the moment is that he's gonna like Wanda's gonna show up with Doctor Strange and that Loki and Spider-Man are also gonna be tied in with it okay that's literally it at this point alright so let's rewind it a little bit and kind of go back to the spectacular episode that we were talking about yeah um, and let's just pick it up where so Vision is towards the outskirts of the town mm. um, and he sees this car just chilling at a stoplight <laughs> And he goes up to the car, and it's Agnes. And he's talking to her, and she's, like, apparently zoned out, and he hits her with his, like, his his cosmic fingers or whatever. Yeah, and, then, and unlocks her mind. and Yeah, 
um, I forgot what she said, but he basically is trying to get out of the hex because he wants to see what's on the other side of the hex. He's trying to get out of the hex, and she she reacts kind of like the other guy did of like that, like she's been trapped in there, and like tells him basically like your vision, you're one of the Avengers. He has no idea what an Avenger is, and she asks if she's dead, and he's like, no, why would you think that? Like, cause you are. Yeah. All all stuff that you would you would think someone coming out of something like that would say. Mm-hmm. The Avengers are well known. Vision is known to be one of them. It's probably mm-hmm. well disclosed at this time that he died. All that yeah. sort of stuff. So like it, and nothing is hinted at that there's anything else going on there. Um. So she kind of like starts almost going a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um. And he puts her back under, and she drives off. And it's kind of like he's he's questioning why she's even there. Mm-hmm. Because like she's he says that like you you just really far away from like the center of town where you were trying to get to and she's like oh i got lost like in the town that you grew up in and like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's clearly like something's not right um but she drives off and then we get the finale of this episode where vision tries to leave the hex and uh, this is where we find out that i mean you you kind of it kind of got hinted at but this is where we find out that vision cannot exist outside of the hex yeah like this vision in westview cannot exist outside of the hex yeah he he breaks out through the wall and like literally starts to come apart yeah he starts to disintegrate he starts to disintegrate the the whole of sorter they are doing nothing which then of course leads to darcy like um Mm -hmm. revealing herself because her agent Wu and monica were all kicked off a base yeah bad jackass hayward Um, (laughs) and monica and Wu like go off to find the aerospace engineer that's nobody um, and Darcy who's still trying to break through firewalls and get information like comes out and is like why aren't you helping him yeah um, to which point she gets handcuffed to the front of a car because why not yeah um, and, Vision, and Vision is on the ground saying you've got to help us she's hurting people that blew me away like yes it's like, no it's not even the, she's hurting people he's like you've it's like he's like help help like as if he's asking for help and then he goes help them there's people that yeah, need yeah. help and it's yeah, like, yeah yeah and it's like this guy is literally disintegrating in front of them and all he's doing is asking for them to help the people inside yeah i'm like vision is nowhere near the top of my heroes in the comics or in the mcu and i'm like paul bettany just crushes it he was just phenomenal in this role. Like I, I care so much about Vision. Yeah. After the show, like so much more. Like he's just as phenomenal. And I just, I find it so ironic thinking not too long ago there was all these stuff about him not continuing on after it, and he was done playing the role. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and then he comes back and does stuff like this, where he just knocks it out of the park. He's yeah. such a good actor. I loved him as an actor before he joined the MCU, but like he's such a good actor. Alright, so while he's breaking apart on the ground and he's yelling at sword agents to help people in Westview, Billy and Tommy and Fietro Boner and Wanda are in the mid- middle of town at this like little Halloween festival and Billy, I think it's Billy. Yes, Billy. So he has, he, has, uh, he has psychic abilities and he can hear Vision outside of the hex saying what he needs to say and he tells his mom basically, hey, dad's in trouble. So wanda just goes berserk wanda and almost they, kills pietro 
Yeah, she blasts Pietro in the chest because he makes a joke about her husband already being dead, so he can't die again. She hits him in the chest and like throws him back 30 feet, and then she just goes berserk and expands the hex probably like five times wide and taller than it was. So yeah. that entire sword camp gets enveloped in the hex and turns into a circus. Which is amazing. <laughs> which is hilarious. Which is hilarious. Um, and that's pretty much the end of that episode. Yeah, Vision's like saved off the ground and then everyone who was at the sword base, everyone who was trying to escape, including Darcy who's attached yeah. to the front of the car, are all engulfed into the hex. Yeah. The only ones escaping are like Hayward and his like little crew and then Wu and Monica who were already well on their way out of there. Yeah. And managed to avoid the outskirts. Everyone else that was sword in the area is like engulfed and brought in. Um, All right. So, so the next episode, this one is called "Breaking the Fourth Wall." So, this is when stuff really starts starts getting revealed. What's going on? The, yeah. the main the main drivers for this show are the, the aerospace engineer, which a lot of people thought was Reed Richards. Um, trying to get uh... it's not even a character from the comics <laughs> she's a, she, I literally googled the name she's a nobody like yeah it's like it was a no one I'm like wow you everyone just heard I've got I know someone that's an aerospace engineer and that's literally all she'd said and yeah. everyone went nuts of it being Reed Richards or Blue Marvel and it's like it was neither so there's, there's already hints of Monica um, having some sort of power mm -hmm. after going in and out of the hex multiple yeah. times um but her her main goal in this episode is to try to get back into the hex in this armored car that her aerospace engineer has designed so she can get through all the different types of radiation that the hex is putting off yeah um at the same time inside the hex wanda is just having one of those days and she basically Aga, agatha agrees to babysit the kids for the day so wanda can just have a chill yeah wanda's wanda kind of starts to lose it that day yeah just a bit like the day after it, it turns as arrested development it was uh modern like a modern family type thing, modern family like yeah. yeah i'm not sure exactly what show it was talking but it's like they're very much them sitting talking to the camera definitely kinda. an office vibe too definitely office, office vibe but i heard people referencing literal sitcoms that done it i just yeah. i've not seen them so i can't say for sure i haven't seen modern family either just and yeah. um, but like there was hard like a big part of it was wanda talking to the camera mm -hmm. seeing how she was doing like the day after like the night before was she is just gone she is even to the boys, she's like totally right. Like, I don't have a clue. I don't know what's going on. And like yeah. the, the concern in their face and Agatha or Agnes as she is at the time yeah. comes, takes the boys and they go away. And Wanda basically is like, okay, I'm just going to rest. And as stuff around the house starts to glitch, like she's starting to lose control of her power. So like the TV changes from like modern day to like 1950s, 1970s and stuff just starts kind of glitching. So she's really yeah. not fully in control. Um, while that's going on, Vision wakes up and is now at a circus <laughs> that used to be a sword base. Um, and he sees Darcy tied up to a truck, like one of those ladies who try to get out of chains in the circus. Oh yeah, she's like, a, like an escape, escape artist. artist. Yeah, yeah, she's an escape artist, which I thought was kind of cool because like she was yeah. handcuffed, so she's an escape artist. So, like, that's actually really smart. Yeah. Um, and like almost, I love the fact that like he spends like maybe five minutes trying to explain her the thing, and she's like just thinks she's he's a random dude hitting on her, <laughs> and then he just finally like hits her mind, and I'm like, why wouldn't you do that right away? I know you I know. know that she's with sword. You've seen her outside the hex. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just do that right away? But 
um, zaps her mind and she wakes up and she he's got someone who's not under control and isn't like a tortured soul that's been captured but actually knows what's going on mm-hmm. so he actually has some help so the two of them like steal a car or a truck I think it is from there and take off and very quickly find that Wanda is trying to block them yeah as they end up getting to an intersection that keeps getting blocked by like children and then workers crossing <laughs> the street like 50 million children that are going from nowhere to nowhere because there's literally no buildings around so like, yeah. where the heck are they going and then like workers come in and right in front of them and start working on the lights and stuff and uh, I, I do love the little hint where it's like Vision sitting outside the car talking to the camera as well yeah and I guess that moment like, what am I doing why am I talking yeah, to you just, what did he just... just taking the mic off <laughs> hitting the boom mic out the road and like and you see him take off from the car and fly up and Darcy's like okay, I'll see you there then yeah that was hilarious that I'm moment like, of like my vision's like hey I can fly <laughs> <laughs> so I um just going back to going back to so there's two things happening simultaneously so Monica's trying to get inside the hex in this vehicle mm-hmm. and then uh, Wanda is on her way to Agatha's house to pick up the kids so Wanda just she I think she knocks on the door. I can't remember what happens, but she actually goes in Agatha's house. There's no, 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 that's of... not till the end. That comes at the very oh, end. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, the next thing that comes up is the Monica thing. So she gets like done up in her suit, like a big space suit, and oh, gets and the right, big armored right. vehicle and basically takes off at the hex mm-hmm. and smacks right into it. And the reasons that they're getting is this thing is matching the density of the car to keep her yeah. out. Whereas, like, before when she touched it, she'd been sucked through. Like, mm-hmm. it's meeting the density of this truck trying to stop it. And as she, like, starts to, like, push it, the car hits and then starts to go up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it starts to go through slowly and starts to transform. So she has to, like, climb out the roof of this thing and jump out. Yeah. And this thing gets launched backwards and is now, like, front half of a pickup truck and back <laughs> half of whatever the heck it was before. Yeah. So Monica gets the idea of, like, I can make it. Mm-hmm and takes off yeah you see the look thing. she looks at <coughs> she looks at sword and then she looks back at the hex and she yeah does it and Wu's like trying to stop her like trying to talk her out of this and she just takes off straight yeah. into it and we get the whole big thing of her all the memories and stuff processing but when she comes out the other end she she now has her power she is photon yeah she doesn't have yeah. her code name doesn't have anything like that but she has the powers that will so lead to her being really, photon i don't really get her power set so when she came when she passed through the hex and she's in Westview, she can see all the different types of energy. She can see it with her eyes. Is that see, her ability? She I can guess? see and she can manipulate energy fields. I believe is okay. her powers. Okay. And um, so what you see her when she comes through there is her reading the different energy that's like radiating off of stuff and the different yeah. like like the electricity coming off the electrical cables and stuff, and mm-hmm. she can read that energy. Mm-hmm. And she can manipulate it. That's why when you see like Wanda trying to control her and slam her, like she's able to like manipulate and stop that and do like the superhero yeah. landing, and um, to stop herself getting injured. But like, so she takes off now that she's inside and goes to Wanda's house mm-hmm. to talk to her. Wanda completely thrown by this because like I got rid of you already. Why are you here? Yeah, and tries to talk to her about real life stuff and tries to tell her like Hayward's coming in. He's going to come in and try and take you basically yeah and one that does not want to hear that lifts it up outside everyone outside just stops and is just staring yeah um 
And then she's like threatening her, she goes to slam her down and like Monica does a landing and stands up. While all this is going on, you see Agnes looking out of her house and comes on over and basically tells her that she's overstayed her welcome, it's time for her to go and walks mm-hmm. Wanda away over to her house. Yeah. They go in, sits her down, starts looking around the creepy house. Really creepy old lady with, house. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we we actually went back to the house earlier at a point and we see the boys with her. Yeah. Um, and like holding the pet rabbit she's got and stuff and then uh, Billy says to her he likes it in the house because it's quiet. Like uh-huh. you can't hear thoughts in here. Yeah. And he even says that she's quiet on the yeah. inside. And then when Wanda gets in there, she's like, where are the boys? Yeah. <clears throat> she just, oh, they might be playing in the basement. And she goes down into the basement, starts to look around. The creepiest looking basement you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> Super overgrown with these just gigantic vines. And sees a book sitting on the table, a book that we'll f- later find out is the Dark Hole, basically the that's, Book of the Damned. Yeah, that's glowing. Yeah. And she reveals herself. She comes down and reveals that she's Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. She's a magic user as well, and then blasts like Wanda with her powers. Yep. And we get the internet's favorite new song. Mm-hmm. It was Agatha all along. Dude, I heard a trap version of that song. It was it was really sweet. <laughs> it's such a good song, and realizing she's been behind everything, like bringing in the fake Pietro, she's the one that's been controlling him, uh, manipulating stuff in the first few episodes to go wrong. She's the one that's been controlling it. Even when so the... that, <clears throat> that's my question. So, how much was Wanda actually controlling what was going on in the hex versus? Agatha Harkness. Oh, I think or was Agatha Harkness just manipulating certain aspects of what Wanda was already doing. Oh, she was just manipulating certain aspects because okay. she kind of references that to Wanda, like the fact that Wanda's put on this hex. That's what drew Agatha here. Yeah. Agatha yeah. wasn't there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. She wasn't in Westview when it happened. She sensed the level of power. Yeah, and that's what drew her there. So everything that's taking place in there is Wanda. She just manipulates certain things. So do you? Th- uh... I don't. I don't know if the show answered this to for me good as as good as it could have. But do you think Wanda was in one hundred percent complete control and knew everything that was going on in Westview, like with with what she was doing to people and manipulating stuff, or do you think some of that was out of her control? I think most of it was her control. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like when she, when she talks to um, Pietro when she's kind of talking to him and she kind of references like I don't know how I did this yeah I think there's a definite aspect of it she's not entirely sure how she's pulling it all off yeah but I think it is her mm-hmm. I don't think it's Agatha's like influence or anything like that I think she's been yeah. manipulating certain situations mm-hmm. causing stuff to happen like you know like she was manipulating stuff at the start a little bit and then bringing in Pietro and then she's obviously like we see Wanda talking and the person behind the camera talks to her and she's kind of shocked, like, who's talking? You're not meant to be able to talk and it turns out it's Agatha. Yeah. Little things like that, I think she's able to influence, but I think for the most part it was Wanda. Because, like, I think mostly at the beginning Agatha was just observing. Yeah. She was observing what's going on because her whole goal was to get the power from her. Mm-hmm. Her whole goal was to take that power away for herself 
Um, but so we get that hint of she's been there all along, and then that episode actually wraps up with the first mid-credit scene mm-hmm. of the series, like seven episodes deep, um, and it's Monica looking around the house, basically trying to see if there's a way in, finds a an access to the basement from the outside, opens it up, and then. Mr. Boner pops up. Mr. Boner appears. What is it? What is it? He says. He says Snooper's gonna snoop. Snooper's gonna snoop. That's it. Like Snooper's gonna snoop, and I'm like, wow, they're just trying to make you as unlikable as they can now, coming up to the reveal of who you are, Um, and that cuts to black. Yeah. So. Everything now starts to come out. Like this is like the last two episodes. They basically unleash everything. One. I think one important thing um so one important thing from that episode is towards the end when wanda tries to do magic against agatha harkness in the in the in the basement mm. and she yeah and she can't and then agatha points all around the ceiling there's all these runes that she has cast on the ceiling to protect her yeah and to only allow her, the person who casts the runes, to do magic in this area. Which I love that she even references that to her when she's like, um, it's like, you don't even know that. Yeah. Like casting, like that's basic level magic, casting runes so that you're the only magic user that can use magic in an area. Yeah. And she's like, you don't even know that? And it's like, that's that sets up the hint of the fact of how powerful Wanda is, but like, yet she has no training in it. Yeah. Um, like is that thing of like if she had training she would literally be dangerous mm-hmm. you know it's like but she's only like I don't know get guess at part power because she can't properly direct this stuff it's not just yeah. manipulation um but yeah so the last episodes are where things start to get a lot interesting yeah so we we flash back in the episode second to last episode we flash way back to the salem witch trials although yeah. uh, you know the salem witch trials being there these witches are ca- are holding a trial against that's Harkness. that was a really cool twist that i didn't see because yeah. like she's taking it like the stake to be burned it looks like yeah and you think she, oh she's getting accused of being a witch which if you if you know agatha Harkness from the comics that's what she was she was a witch around about the salem witch trial era yeah um, so it's like, oh, that's cool. So that's going to be her thing of like where she's getting called up here, and then you realize they're all witches. Yeah. And she's getting hauled up by witches, mm-hmm. which is like just nuts. What was it? They were saying they were accusing her of using power above her station, basically using magic that she should not have been using. Yeah, that she should not and was not capable of using. Yeah. Properly, and um, I don't even know what they tried to do to her. Like if they're trying to like. Because they all start flowing their magic into her. It's I think like they were just trying to kill her. Just trying to know. kill her at the stake. I don't know if they were trying to do something specific, and then very quickly it changes. Yeah. And it's like they've locked onto her, and they can't let go, and she drains all of them. Yeah. And, and literally, and it, which for a Disney Plus show, they don't hold back on the fact she literally drains the life force at these witches, and they turn to skeletons. Yeah, it's like Shang Tsung, like reality <laughs> style. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> she literally drains everything out. Oh, and that was the other thing, like, the head witch that's accusing her of this stuff was her mother. (laughs) It was her mom that was accusing her of it, and that's the last one she takes out. One thing that I think is going to be referenced again uh, later on regarding the witches is uh, when her mom was blasting Agatha with all of her power, you you saw a crown 
a crown of like light or magic light appear on her mom's head so mm-hmm. her mom was a like a high level witch and the same thing happens with wanda later on in the show yeah it was very rem- to assume, yeah it's very reminiscent of the crown that she ends up getting which um which obviously is referenced in the halloween episode in that costume mm-hmm. but it turns out yeah. like it's it's not just like a soothsayer sort of outfit like it's an actual yeah. crown that woo, the witches seem to get yeah um so like she's obviously wearing it which is, seems to indicate a very high level witch mm-hmm. um although i'm intrigued at the fact that agatha doesn't really have that even though she seems yeah. to be a very high level witch higher than the ones that are trying to you know burn her at the stake or whatever they're doing yeah um, so I'm wondering if that's a factor in something as well, like the fact that like, she's this powerful but she's not pure or something, like she's not yeah, doing a pure know. magic or something, which I found that intriguing not a massive plot point or anything but just something that caught my attention um, but we then like uh, crash back to where we were in yeah, the basement, in the basement. <clears throat> and Agatha basically tells her well you've been doing your own reruns, let's watch some real reruns yeah, and it literally creates a magic door to step into Wanda's past, with the, with the entire goal of trying to figure out how Wanda has done what she's done. Yeah, how are you this powerful? How are you pulling this off? And how can I yeah. get it from you? Exactly. Um. So we start to do some cool flashbacks of stuff. Um, I think something like this is where people thought we were going to see like an Ultron appearance or something was because of this. Okay. Um, or at least if they were going to do it this would have been the place to do it like doing the flashbacks but yeah. I'm kind of glad they went a different route with it and um, we get the flashback obviously to her as a little girl which was cool because we've never really seen her as a kid in Sokovia yeah and there's been hints at it when she talked about her backstory previously mm-hmm. um, and the fact that like her parents were killed and her and Pietro like literally spent days looking at this Stark Industries mm-hmm. bomb right in front of them praying that it wouldn't go off yeah look it's, that's it essentially this becomes a retcon of what's came before yeah but I love the way that they, I love the way that they retcon stuff in the MCU and that's how smart they are with this because they retcon it like this was always the plan yeah and it's like it, it clearly wasn't but I love the fact they retcon it like, like yeah we put we did do this the whole time one, one cool like it was kind of like a full circle type thing that I think the the flashbacks kind of addressed is so they are very much in like a Cold War Russia-esque environment where there's wars all around. Like there's tons of contraband that families bring into their house. Oh yeah, there's, like, there's war like, like American literally movies, outside American the window TV and shows. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very much like that in Sokovia. And one of the one of the nights, her dad comes in with a briefcase and he opens it up, and it's full of like American sitcoms from all different. Um, all different time periods yeah literally all the stuff that they've referenced like the dick van dyke show i love lucy bewitched and malcolm in the middle yeah you know modern family all these things that we've seen referenced throughout the show so far in terms of like eras that we've jumped is so cool to see like oh well this is where it came from our dad had these and that's where this love and this love for our family this warm feeling for her is where she was drawn back to so Mm -hmm. it's very cool yeah so she takes her through there and they are they're watching one of the dick van dyke episodes mm. and it's all peaceful it, the dad mom are sitting behind her and pietro on the floor and they're just watching and all of a sudden an explosion happens and you see pietro and wanda staring face to face with the stark bomb 
Yeah. And then you see this little 10-year-old girl, however old she is, basically magic the bomb not to explode with her hand. They, yeah. now they don't explicitly <clears throat> show it. It's I think it's more implied. That it's more she implied, does it. yeah. I think it's more implied because Wanda herself starts to reference... Like when they're yeah. watching, she starts to reference the fact that like we waited there for this bomb to go off and it, it didn't explode, mm-hmm. and and it's Agatha that starts to reveal to her. It's like, no, you made it not explode. Yeah, use a probability hex. <laughs> yeah, it's like you willed it not to explode by using a hex on it. Yeah, you stopped it from blowing up, and she's like, no, no, I, I couldn't have, and it's like just really hinting at that that this level of power has been in her since she was a kid she just didn't even know it yeah and then Yagatha yanks her out from under the bed and switches scenes yeah yeah switches viewpoints not seen <clears throat> but yeah it's it's so cool just that retcon of like the because that's what was referenced in Age of Ultron that's I mean they literally even use kind of that scene and footage and recreate that mm-hmm. of like the scene of them looking at this bomb waiting for it to explode and just Agatha saying to her like no you're the reason it didn't blow up yeah you saved your brother and yourself mm-hmm. you stopped it from happening and that's when we start to get the hint of like she didn't receive her powers from the mind stone yeah and that's when we start to find out that's kind of what this whole episode is is a retcon looking at wanda's life and the fact that these powers have always been there mm-hmm. <clears throat> and but we then jump forward from there yeah, this begs a major question for me, though, of the origin of Pietro's powers. Yeah, that's the other thing with a lot. Did Pietro still get his speed powers from the Mind Stone, or was there something in there that was amplified too? Yeah. You know, like, maybe he was a mutant. Yeah, I still think it's the mutant gene that's dormant. It's, it's going to have to be, like, um, made, made to come alive by an inciting incident that has something to do with the Mind Stone. Yeah, something's going to have to happen with that. Um, but yeah, so then we flash forward to actually after the events of Age of Ultron and in the Avengers Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get honestly such a powerful and beautiful scene. Yeah. Literally nothing really happens except Division comes in and the two of them sit and talk. Mm-hmm. And... It, it legitimately may be one of my favorite scenes in the movie and it has the quote that everyone is quoting for this show yeah that everyone is talking about you know what is grief if not love persevering yeah which when vision said that that quote in itself blew my mind mm-hmm. you know and he's referencing it obviously and reference to the death of quicksilver because it's taking place after age of ultron and he's just died yeah not getting into that rant today Mm-hmm. how did you shoot a speedster that's no thank you Josh Whedon um, <laughs> but you know, me screws up everything but it's this beautiful connection just forming and I love this because <clears throat> we've literally before this show we have only ever seen clippets of the Wanda and Vision like romance mm-hmm like we've never got to see anything in the age of ultron we got to see a little bit in civil war with them kind of in the kitchen talking to each other and stuff like that we get to see a little bit in infinity war when they're in edinburgh and like kind of on the run spending time together Mm -hmm. um and stuff like that we get to see elements of it but 
it's so cool to kind of have them go back and start showing this relationship building that there's always some connection being there between them yeah i didn't really i'll be straight up i didn't really buy wanda and vision's romance in civil war or you know the avengers endgame and infinity war i didn't really i did all right so when he she has to kill him that was like hard that was hardcore Mm -hmm. but i mean you know just their banter back and forth i didn't really buy it until this show until like the last several episodes i'm like i get it i get it i buy it i'm 100 percent in i get it yeah and that's the thing is like we didn't get a lot of it before but there wasn't time to build up yeah. in the midst of everything going on and that's half the issue with characters like that where like they don't have their own like vision and uh, wanda were never given their own movies like captain america and iron man yeah. and thor they were literally introduced in an avengers movie they were literally introduced and they've only showed up in movies with multiple characters there's only elements of them you know mm-hmm oh yeah new best couple in the mcu absolutely and yeah, and i have got to give full credit again props to the acting of paul bettany and elizabeth olsen the chemistry between the two of them is phenomenal the two of them just they play that on-screen romance so well but they made me buy it not in the sense of like this was a oh they're so in love with each other but i legitimately in this show bought them as a couple that has been together for a long time agreed this is a couple that isn't in a new relationship this is a couple who have been together for a while and are dedicating themselves to each other it felt real Mm -hmm. and their acting chemistry of making that feel real is a chemistry that a lot of people cannot replicate a lot of movies and shows do not replicate it as well as the two of them did i don't think it's i was totally taken in with it these two cared for each other I, and I think that the literally the last scene of the last episode was what really nailed it home for me when they're mm-hmm. he's he has an urgency in his voice to want to like spend as much time with her as possible though he knows he can't and he's time he's in, is running out yeah he knows it's ending yeah and like that that you know it's the first time I think I don't know if it's the first time they've shown them kiss on camera before but like you could you could definitely feel that connection and I was like oh, okay yeah. I get it I'm 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 in yeah at the end of this one i was honestly like yeah they're i'm heartbroken for them i feel yeah. their love i feel their desire for each other i feel their want to be together and her like acting and her grief acting is was just superb Agreed. i felt wanda's pain and i'm like i top props to both of them for the roles that they played in this mm-hmm. those two and then Catherine hahn as um as agatha Mm-hmm. like the three of them like how good the three of them were in their roles just cannot be overstated enough dude i one thing just to, to to get a little less serious can we give a shout out to Catherine's hans witch laugh i mean that is that was next level like old school like toil toil boil and trouble whatever like can we, cauldron like laugh it was awesome can we give a shout out to her in general like how well she played each aspect of it yes like playing the nosy neighbor agnes and yeah. like the the complete playing into the era that she was from and that stupid ah oh, yes come over here oh and my husband ralph and yeah. all that stupidity and then the fact of like that that was like it was made more menacing when she revealed she was agatha but it was still her and she still yeah. carried almost this 
comedic element to it a little bit. Yeah. I like she she was just phenomenal. And can I just say we got the perfect ending for her? The yeah, fact that she's, she's still here. She's still around. Wanda turned her literally into Agnes, trapped her in that nosy neighbor character. Mm-hmm. Left her there heavily hinting at like we might not have seen the last of Agatha Harkness. Yeah. There's a good chance she's going to show up again. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, it's it's also kind of that that ending that I love of like I think I love it when they do that with people, they get so inventive with what they're doing. Like a, a finale to a character like that, not just a like, oh kill them off, but I've always loved when people are inventive and think of these almost like these horrible ways to finish someone. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it worse than death? Like, and leaving her trapped, this powerful witch who tried to take over and take Wanda's power, possibly trapped as Agnes mm-hmm. for the rest of her life. I'm like, but she is just so good. Like, I, I they have yeah. to bring her back. She was so awesome. So, um, so just going back to the episode because we still have a whole another episode we got to get to the finale. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the last flashbacks that uh that agatha takes her to are when she's at von strucker's facility mm. the um the hydra facility getting experimented on by the mind stone and you see the session where she actually comes into the room for the first time and sees the mind stone the mind stone somehow almost like recognizes her and blows open to because it's it's the blue stone right so it blows open to reveal the yellow mind stone. Mm-hmm. She has this like uh, mind connection with it and sees the silhouette of this figure who we later find out is the Scarlet Witch. And then, you know, they try to replay the footage because they're recording the session. Uh, uh, Hydra's recording the session and they try to re- re- uh, replay the footage and it's edited out just like some of the WandaVision episodes mm-hmm. when, when Wu and Darcy are trying to watch it. There's a segment that's missing. And it's that segment where she came in contact with, with the Mindstone, and then we we come we kind of come back to Agatha's basement, and she's like, um, oh, wait a minute, is that right? She yeah, she come we come back to the basement, and she's basically telling her, like, that's the Scarlet Witch, like, you've had you have you've had powers ever since you were little, like those are the powers of the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, so there's a whole chapter in the Dark Hold devoted to the scarlet witch devoted to you you know and it's like in i mean that vision as well when she sees like the yellow and just sees the shadow of clearly like her in the scarlet witch gear that she ends Mm -hmm. up wearing Mm -hmm. it's like it's such a cool like premonition of like this is what's coming oh i meant to all right so there there is another flashback or two so the other flashback is when she actually goes to the sword facility to get vision Mm. this is after this is after infinity war when he's had the stone ripped out of his fit, out of his head, and this is where you kind of figure out that Hayward is a, just a big freaking jerk. All right, so he's oh basically goodness, I... he's basically his entire mo is he's trying to goad Wanda into bringing Vision back to life. That's that's he's trying to manipulate her into bringing him back to life. So she, he shows her sword just desecrating vision's body like they have him pulled apart in pieces they have like grinders on him and like he's showing her this hoping that it will like something in her will click and she'll just like bring him back to life 
So she she gets mad. She explodes the glass, floats down to his body, and she does her little finger wiggly thing, and says, "I can't feel you." Yeah. And then she just leaves. Which is a reference she, to like all the times before she says that I can just see you. I just feel yeah, you. Yeah. In reference to her connection to him, and it's like, and that that's just so heartbreaking. And that's what obviously leads to the scene of her. Yeah. Going to the plot of land at Westview and starting this whole thing. Yeah. So she bounces because she said, "You just need to. I just want to bury him." And he's like, "I'm not letting you build, bury like millions, billions of dollars worth of vibranium. It's just not going to happen." So she bounces, um, and then she drives. This is when she actually drives to Westview. She, you see her enter into Westview in her car. She pulls up to this just. It's just a cinder block foundation of a house, overgrown. She goes to the middle of the of the foundation and she pulls out this piece of paper and she looks at it and you can see it's a deed. So she j- has just come from seeing one from seeing visions, just pulled apart body. He's gone forever and she's trying to come to terms with that. She looks at the deed. It has a love note from him with a heart around it, um, saying how they want to grow old together in this house. And that is the that's the inciting incident that causes the hex causes the whole WandaVision show. You see the hex burst out of her and as it moves through the town you see it changing everything to that Dick Van Dyke black and white show that we started off with. Mm-hmm. And then we head back into the house. She is in her 50s get up and you see coming out of her body vision forming. Yeah. So she's legitimately creating vision in the hex from her memories in a physical form absolutely and you see her then almost just take on that role that she turns herself into that black and white and takes on the the housewife role that she plays in that first episode and just kind of loses herself to the illusion mm-hmm. you know and it's like it's just so so awesome you see and Time's running a bit short, so let's jump straight into the last episodes. Yeah, this is where everything so kind of the, happens. So at the very end of episode eight, I'm sorry, and then we'll jump in. At the very end of episode eight, this is where she legitimately drops Scarlet Witch. She's like, "You're the Scarlet Witch." Yeah, she's she literally the, says, "You are the Scarlet Witch." Yeah, she's got the kids like on the street with like stuff yeah. tied, like magic, like nooses tied around their necks, holding yeah. them, and says them, and drops the name that she is the Scarlet Witch. And then in the po- there's a post credit scene post credit scene in this one and it shows they've actually been able to bring the vision's body back to life the real vision that got mm. killed by Thanos uh, back to life using the energy from the drone that they sent into Westview and he is now revealed to be White Vision. All right, yeah. so there we go. So we're caught up. All right, and just to carry on the chat as well, and um, Frostbite was saying he's he says I may or may not have pre-ordered the white version uh, of Funko Pop, which I'm dude, like, I saw that it looks sweet. I saw that, and I literally almost put in a pre-order for that and the Agatha Harkness one. Yeah, because I thought they'd be really cool giveaways to do it. I like I almost did. I'm like I don't have the cash to do it, and otherwise I would have. Um, and then everyone else just saying her laugh was perfect, like Agatha all along, getting played on repeat now. Um, and Isaac saying they sure she'll come back and then Stu the Sparky you know the difference between us you did this on purpose wow. yeah yeah just so good such an awesome quote and as we head into this last episode then this is like the fights just go crazy in this one yeah and we've kind of touched on a lot of a lot of this episode yeah so we won't really go um, I don't think we really need to go linear on this one we'll just kind of hit yeah. on everything again because we've already kind of discussed a lot of this stuff we've been jumping about a fair bit alright one big disappointment that I had with this episode that I didn't realize until after I'd kind of had it had some time to think about it. Like, 
this whole show built up sword to be this just monolithic just titan of just technology and military might and you know they build it up to where this is gonna be this huge conversation between wanda and sword and military whatever at the end and that really just kind of fizzled out it was like nothing hayward got hit by darcy in a truck and that was pretty much it i mean other than the the few the, the the interaction between Tommy and Billy and and the and the people holding the guns that yeah. was sweet. Sword never really did that, anything, but then again we didn't have a lot of sword agents left at the end. Most of the yeah. sword stuff we'd seen turned into the circus. Yeah. But I think the whole point of this show was mostly to show what sword was and I mean and we we kinda get it hinted at at the end of like maybe Hayward wasn't the only person in charge of sword. Yeah. As they get Monica's little end credit scene almost when she gets pulled aside by the FBI and it turns out it's a scroll. Oh yeah, that's right. And she's like, a friend of your mom's wants to see you. And she's like, well, where, where is he? <laughs> Who is she referencing? Nick big, Fury. Big Money, Nick Fury. Yeah. Big Money is it's Nick Fury because what other characters do we know are friends of her mom's? Um, and she specifically says a he. So like, chances are, like, yeah, it's... It's Fury. And think about it, that's where else has Fury been at this point? Because in Far From Home, like we saw in no, Fury. Show him on the it's like, well, that's the thing, they show him in Far From Home, but the one in Far From Home isn't Nick Fury, it's a scroll. Well, they show him in the after credit scene <clears> in Far <throat> I think it's in Far From Home, where he's on the spaceship. Oh, do they? Yeah. I need to go back and so check he's, he's chilling. Like, he looks like he's chilling at a beach. He's got his feet up on a chair. And then he gets up. He starts to walk away, and you realize he's actually in a facility. And then the, the oh, more yeah, it pans yeah. out, the more you realize, oh, the facility is floating in space. Yeah, Got so it. it does. It's been forever since I watched Far From Home. I'm like, he's forgot all about that. But um, yeah, so one... she's, Isaac's even saying at the end there, like, things that kind of fizzled out were Sword, Quicksilver, and Monica. The thing is, though, um, Sword and Monica fizzling out has not been major things for the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we've talked about already with uh, with Wanda and Vision is this was the setup of the next chapter for them. I think this was an introduction of like Monica with powers and Sword as a thing. Now that Shield is gone, like Sword is in a big organization because it makes sense after you've dealt with someone like Thanos, we need a defense out there in space. Um, one thing, one thing that they kind of set up in the show that I think they kind of made a big deal that was never ever touched upon was why was Wu going to Westview in the first place? Yeah, he was looking for a missing person, but we never find out about that. But then again, yeah. maybe, I do wonder if like maybe we'll see something, because I don't think we've seen, because like, Monica's definitely going to be appearing. Um, chances are we're going to see her, and we're going to see S.W.O.R.D. as part of the, at the very least, the Secret Invasion series, because yeah. Nick Fury's going to be in that. Um, they've already talked about so chances are we'll see that. But like I we don't know what's happening with Wu and Darcy and my honest thing is I don't think we've seen the end of them there's a good possibility like they were both working alongside Sword so I could honestly see somebody like Nick Fury bringing them on board yeah it's like that it's like yeah you've done a pretty good job you can work with us you know yeah I, I was really happy with what they did with Darcy in this compared to how she was played in the Thor movies oh 100%, 100%. I think they did a really good job of like changing her character make her like seem more intelligent no no uh offense or anything oh but... yeah like she was awful in the thor <clears throat> movies like to the point of like when she first showed up in this show i was like oh no yeah me too and it's like but she was an amazing character in this Agreed. and but that's the thing we'll see anything that wasn't fully done in this show i think 
I think this show was done on purpose. I think more than ever, this was chapter one of a phase. Mm-hmm. And I think, because we've seen it, and I think it's slightly different than before. We've had the first three phases, which were all set up a certain way, and as we went on, everything started to get more and more connected. Mm-hmm. I think the difference now is that we're coming into phase four. Everything is connected. Yeah. And we're at the point now, like, how do you make things different than what they were before? Mm-hmm. There isn't a hey there's this story here and then there's this story here and then they'll kind of cross over here it's like no everything is a like if you're following marvel at this point you're following the whole story there are very few people like if you're interested in marvel at this point you've watched them all pretty much everything is happening simultaneously it's like you're not there's very few people at this point coming in going oh i've never watched marvel what's it all about can i just watch this show on its own it's like they're now banking on you watch one you're watching them all and if you're doing that it's like this was chapter one this was nine episodes each of them ranging from 30 to like 45 50 minutes Mm -hmm. this was 100 percent a chapter one it's like this wasn't meant to be monica's story this was a setting up for monica's story this wasn't meant to be the the reveal of sword this was a hey sword's a thing yeah this wasn't meant to be uh what happens with wu and darcy this wasn't meant to be any of that stuff this wasn't a setup for fantastic four this wasn't a all these things this was about wanda and vision following mm-hmm. endgame and wanda dealing with her grief that when that snap was reversed which we got to see which was awesome everyone got to get their loved ones back that they'd except lost her. except her vision was still dead mm-hmm. and not only that the government organization who had taken control of him were trying to revive him and turn him into a weapon mm-hmm and weren't going to let her bury him and weren't going to let her move on that was the story it's just that in Marvel when you're telling a story like that now there's all these other stories that are interconnected Isaac in chat said it kind of reminded me of Lost they were trying to throw us off a sense so much that they created questions that never got answered I agree with that 100%, yeah Isaac. I can definitely see that I will say that like some of these stories I do think we're going to get answers to but this was a setup for them mm-hmm. there are other stuff that was 100% set up that we were never meant to get an answer for Yeah, because it was never meant to be a real question yeah. there was there was so many red herrings yeah, I agree and setups for stuff that was never going to go anywhere Um, <clears throat> but some of the stuff I think we are like Monica would definitely our sword definitely are we're going to get the basically set up they're coming with their own stuff we saw the end with Wanda in the dark cold and she's reaching out to get her kids her and her now in her full scarlet witch attire which looks amazing by the way Agreed. looks yeah. phenomenal um, I'm glad we're getting more I really do like Elizabeth Olsen playing that character like I'm really yeah. glad we're getting more and of her. I, I thought it was a cool way that they did it like um, you know how Doctor Strange and Thor, when they are just chilling, and then when they turn, when they are re- preparing for battle, and they turn into themselves, like Doctor Strange cape comes on, and you know his costume comes on, yeah. and then Thor's stuff comes on, just like that. Scarlet Witch, her, yeah. her outfit just appears. Dude, and yeah, so absolutely, Frostbite, definitely waiting for a pop with that new outfit, the new Scarlet Witch yeah. one. It it looks amazing. Like it looks so good. Um, but we got the setups for stuff that we needed in this one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did its job of telling us what was coming next for that but also to get us hyped for what was to come 
I am so hyped for the future of the MCU right now. Agreed. I am so hyped for how things are going to tie in together. Like, this ties into Loki, into Doctor Strange, into Spider-Man with all the multiversal stuff. I'm excited to see the stuff that's going to probably cross over with Secret Invasion. I'm so excited to see where some of these other stuff connect, and if they do. And if some of them don't connect anywhere, and it's like, well, it's just a hint that there's this bigger world of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Marvel has created this massive world that is not going to be competed with at this point. No. Like, there's no, even if someone successfully got a cinematic universe off the ground, it's never going to be the level Marvel's at. But Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out in a week and a half, though. So it is. Yeah. <laughs> and can we? And can we all just come to an agreement when that comes out and we review it, regardless of how good or bad it is, we can all move on with our freaking lives, please. <laughs> like. Zack Snyder cut people I appreciate your determination thank you for pushing it and getting it to come out I'm sure it's going to be phenomenal can we move on now because they're not going to continue <laughs> following this it's like it's, they're just they're not the, I don't know man the DCEU can we just accept it's dead and just keep them doing the movies at work because like I think I my personal opinion I think if this does well enough if the response to this is on a level to where they deem appropriate, I I legitimately feel that they're going to green light some more DCU stuff. Yeah. And by green light, I mean like another Justice League movie. Oh yeah, but I they can't. Know, but they be... can't. They're recasting Superman now. Superman's going to be a black dude. I don't know if they're recasting him. I think they're just going to have another Superman. Dude, if they were going to do another movie with Henry Cavill, they'd have done it at this point. Yeah, I don't understand what their hesitancy is. The dude has him. been desperate to play Superman again. And they basically went, no. They wouldn't even let him be at the end of Shazam. That cameo at the end of Shazam was literally meant to be Henry Cavill and they wouldn't let him do it. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Alright, sorry. That was me digressing. All right, oh, trust so me, in cool... two weeks' time, we're going to be reviewing this. We're oh, watching yeah. Justice League. So in two Sundays' time, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, we'll get all of this out then. Yeah. We're going to dive into uh, all of that stuff then. One cool thing that happened in the last uh, episode. So towards the end of the episode, obviously Vision and Vision are doing their thing. Vision Squared, they're, they're doing their thing, their Theseus thing. Yeah, um, and, such a um, cool thing. I love the fact that it started as a fight, by the way, and it devolved to the logic and talking it through. And I'm like, yeah. that was so smart. I love the fact they didn't just go full-blown action scene with it and they actually yeah. were smart with it. The Vision so, realized he could reason with himself. So Wanda and Agatha are blasting each other, and you can see as Wanda is throwing magic at Agatha, she's like decaying. Like you can see her hand yeah. is starting to turn gray, and it's spreading up her hand. So you're like, "Oh crap!" So Agatha's going to take all of her power. So they fly up basically to the top of the hex. It's like a storm. They're throwing magic at each other, and then all of a sudden, Agatha says, "I want it all," and you know, Scarlet Witch is like, I'm sick of it. I don't want it anymore. Here, take it. And she just starts throwing all of her power at Agatha, and Agatha is just taking it. And then Agatha starts pulling all the magic out of Wanda, and she has it all. She basically has all of Wanda's power, and Wanda looks like she's about to die. She looks like the, the Salem witches from back when they tried to, you know, light up Agatha back in the day. Mm. Um, and then because she, she had made a promise to her she said if you give me all your magic I will make all your pain go away I'll make all your grief go away and you can live here and with with your kids and with vision as long as you want and you won't have any memory of your pain and so 
Wanda's like, I don't want it. I don't want any of this. And she gives it to her. And then Agatha is basically like, I lied. And, and then she went to throw her magic back at Wanda to kill her. And nothing came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like sparks. And then you see her go, ah. And, and nothing comes out. I, like, laughed audibly on that. And then all of a sudden, all surrounding Agatha and Wanda, on the actual inside walls of the hex, you see all these humongous runes start appearing. And then you realize Wanda, as she was throwing magic at Agatha, had been casting runes on the hex. So only Wanda can use magic inside the hex. Yeah. Dude, that was, that was so like, dude, that was cool. sweet. I didn't see that coming when she did that. Like I, I did not see it until I seen the runes starting to appear. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Uh, Lock and chat saying it's like as soon as she started missing left and right, I immediately was like, "What is she doing?" Something. Yeah, see, right I here. didn't catch that. Lock. I thought I was like, neither did I. I didn't even catch that she was doing it on purpose until I seen the runes, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, she played her. Yeah. She literally trapped it in here." You didn't see that coming. Sorry. Um, but like she traps her in here with that and basically puts an end to her right away mm -hmm. like because she can't fight back anymore she doesn't have magic yeah uh when that takes place as well we've also got the other fight taking place where haywood shows up with his uh the sword agents that he's got left and i love the fact that wanda basically tells the boys to deal with it yeah which dude, they take that was the lowest. Which, like, like, Billy freezes everybody. Tommy, like, runs past them all, steals all their guns, which I love that somebody pointed it out. Like, it also makes a little nod to Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Yeah, he steals the hat. By stealing the hat and glasses. Yeah. So he looks yeah. like Quicksilver when he does that. Um, take all that stuff. So basically take out those agents. Hmm. Hayward decides he's going to start shooting at children. Good job. Um, <laughs> only for Monica to step in, who gets away from her captor holding her in his man cave as we find out that Quicksilver Pietro or Fietro Fietro is not who he seems he is actually Ralph Boner Boner that's Boner B-A-E-B-O-N-E-R I can't spell like literally Boner like I saw his yeah. name and it's like there was like other letters there and I was like maybe it's Boner maybe it's going to be something like that no it's literally Ralph Boner yeah and we find out that Ralph that Agatha or Agnes had been like referencing this whole time was him because she'd literally just moved into his house and was squatting there. Yeah. And like relegated him to like a man cave and was controlling him by a necklace that he was wearing. Um, Alright. Oh. So Ads has a theory. Okay. What if Ralph is the one who's in witness protection and is actually Quicksilver and Strange knew that Wanda would go insane so he got him to try to calm her down but Strange couldn't warn anyone about Agatha as her downfall wouldn't have happened hmm. I'm not sure yeah I was, I was gonna say basically like the whole reason that Wu was there the person that was in witness protection is Ralph mm -hmm. and he is actually Quicksilver mm. but like Doctor Strange knew and was hoping he'd be able to help Wanda mm -hmm. but couldn't tell anybody kind of like um, Infinity War and Endgame like they start like I can't tell you it's the one or it won't come true like I can't tell you anyone who he actually is or agatha won't be defeated see that's the thing isaac like i don't understand like i can understand how agatha could control people but i don't understand how she could give someone super speed well that's it it's like where did the super speed come from but then yeah. again, but then again like we don't know the length of her powers because that's true you know it's like is, is it possible to do that or is it 
is it super speed or is it just like an illusion? Because the only one he ever ran at super speed with was with the kids. Mm-hmm. He never like grabs anybody and tries to run super speed with them. He runs about with Billy and Tommy, who technically aren't there. Yeah, you know. But like, I I kind of hope there's more truth to that. Otherwise, he's literally now a thrown away character of random dude that lives in the town. Yeah, he's like an actor, and it was his headshot with his name on it and stuff. So like, when Monica rips the necklace off him, like that's it. He's done. Yeah, and it's like okay. It's like all of that, all of these multiversal theories, and he's Ralph Boner. Right out the window. He's not Mephisto. He's not Quicksilver. He's Mr. Boner. It was literally that thing that was like, I kind of said it earlier, it was literally that thing of there was all these theories of who he was, Mm -hmm. and everybody wanted to be right with their theories, and it was almost like Marvel went, he's not going to be any of those, but well, who is he? Oh, he's nobody. You literally could have said anybody's name yeah and it would have been better than he's a random dude called ralph boner literally anyone i mean i'd have taken it like the fact that like, oh he's not quicksilver he's being used in that role but like evan peters is now in the mcu and he's actually this hero yeah i'd have taken it or he's this side character or he's someone like i'd, I'd have taken that you know hell like he's technically tommy from the future you know, the, a grown-up version of Tommy that comes back or something, yeah. you know. Give me something that links it. I just, I, I feel like, and I know we were talking about this earlier, I feel like they did this as kind of like a tip of the hat to people who have been around for a while. It's like, hey, we know, we know. And I don't real, I don't think they realized how carried away this was going to make fans. Oh, no, like, I don't think they had a clue. I don't think they had any clue the amount of scrutiny that this was gonna have it's i think that's the thing though is like uh marvel's so smart with this stuff and i think after a certain while we were all starting to the show is designed to get you thinking in theories yeah even from like episode one mm-hmm. nothing happens it's literally just a sitcom and then you get the person sitting at the table yeah with a sword notebook it's designed to get you starting to think on theories Mm-hmm. you know this is tying into Doctor Strange which is Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness yeah there's clearly a multiverse element to it multiverse of madness Wanda in the comics goes mad it's like you start to think it's all linked that way and then you bring in Evan Peters you could have literally had a random actor be brought in mm-hmm. like oh I'm the new Pietro like oh she recast him but like the fact that you went out of your way and got Evan Peters who plays the other Quicksilver yeah. yeah you must have known that we were going to latch on to that yeah and it's like but the fact of like yeah like it's the same like it was a stupid troll move in chat and I'm like it was it was done as a troll move and yeah. I'm like there's no you could have done anything with that even if you didn't have a plan at first you I could mean, have made it into something there is a there is still a small chance that they'll revisit that and this was just the beginning of a of a long play but or a slow roll by Marvel to introduce him, but I I don't know. It did not come across that way. <clears throat> no, it just came I... across as we're just using him as a as a tip of the hat to Marvel fans. And yeah, he it's is like just it's a, a throwaway character. It's a throwaway Easter egg because he plays Quicksilver and something else, and it's like you could have done something with it, and it was just another red herring, which mm-hmm. I don't think I would necessarily have had an issue with. If they hadn't done so many red herrings in it, 
Yeah. There were so many things that, like, we've talked about went nowhere or mm-hmm. ended up without a payoff or it looks like we're not going to get a payoff. Maybe we will for some of them. Yeah. I, you know, Marvel's done stuff in the past. Yeah. And I do. I, overall, I did fully enjoy the show and I do trust where they're going with it. Yeah, I love I, the show. I, I feel like if there was a, one misstep that I would change, it's that one. He yeah. doesn't need to be Quicksilver. He doesn't even need to be from another universe. It doesn't have to be a multiverse thing. Just have him be someone. Even if it's someone from the comics, it can be a throwaway side character. Just at least let the name be a reference to someone in the comics so you can go, oh, that was such and such. Mm-hmm. And leave it at that. I keep yeah. hitting my mic. My hands are very <laughs> moving about today. I You're very hitting. animated today. Yeah, I really am. But like, but he was taken out after we found out he was Boner. Yeah. Um. Just to wrap it up, Monica goes, saves the kids, stands in front of them, and absorbs the energy from the bullets. Yep. And they literally just fall out the back of her. Which I love that Haywood, even if he was like going, Haywood was going completely crazy, just taking his shots, they get stopped by Monica. If shooting at kids the first time wasn't bad enough, he reloads and goes again. And it's like, dude. And then gets into his car and Darcy drives the van into him. Yeah, because I can't shoot them, so I'm going to run over them. I'm just going to run them all over. And it's like, dude, like, come on. What are you Uh, hoping? Yeah, I get what you guys. The red headings were a bit much. So uh, I wanted to go back. I know we're kind of over time, but uh, so when Agatha and Wanda are fighting and Wanda finally overcomes her, she finally gets decked out in her whole Scarlet Witch looks Attired. so good eyes glowing hands glowing she's got the crown she's got the cape which i mean she's got the flowing dress everything and it looks awesome it looks yeah awesome. it looks so amazing and then we already talked about it she puts the runes up defeats agatha and traps her as agnes basically like if i need you later i'll come and get you so we could see her come back even as soon as the like, doctor strange 2 depending what happens with that um <clears throat> Isaac, what was Hayward's plan at play anyway? He already saw Wanda's power level. What was he going to do to her? That's what I'm yeah, saying. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they. Yeah, like she up. like lifted up the walls of like Westview before the final fights happened. Let everybody out, which is what let Hayward in in the first place for these people. And it's like, yeah, what was the plan here? You're trying to get Vision back. It's like, well, your white Vision has disappeared somewhere. What were you literally trying to do in this point? Yeah. And like, you know her power level before she unleashed it all. I'm like, why would you try and take it on head on? So, Lock City, uh, Isaac says, "What was Hayward's plan always? He knew her power level. Yeah, what was he gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I really just don't think they thought that out. No, um, he just. It Lock, was just kind of like get him into the final thing so we can just end it. And Lock City said it was such a perfect adaptation. The costume. I was ready to accept her original costume as the MCU adaptation, but the one they gave her now is Chef's. Oh yeah, it looks. Yeah. It looks phenomenal. She perfect. Looks, and looks I think it's very. It. It's very tasteful because obviously yeah. the one in the comics, she's basically wearing a, a, a leotard or whatever it's called, right? <laughs> no, a swimsuit. It, she's basically wearing a swimsuit. Yeah. Let's be honest. Okay. The, and some of them, not even that. Yeah. It's, it's some of the drawings of it, and I'm like, it's. But this one, I it think, was done very well, and it looked perfect. Phenomenal. Um, and then we talked about the other stuff as well. We talked about her leaving the town and stuff, and like she doesn't really apologize. I think guilt more than anything drives her out of there. Um, she does the whole finale with Vision and the kids. She talks to Monica, and then she leaves. Um, and we see her in a secluded cabin, basically now with the dark cold, looking yeah. like she's putting up a front of like she's at the cabin living, and she's actually in a back room, Doctor Stranging it with 
Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's definitely a very like when Doctor Strange was sleeping and his astral projection form was studying, studying the books. It's definitely. And I'm wondering if that's back, a little back to that. That's it. I'm wondering if it's a callback to that, but also that's a hint of like her power level has like she can do it while she's awake, up the ante a little bit. Yeah. Um, of like she's now getting even stronger with what she's doing, and obviously when she's looking at the book, we hear the kids yelling, which we all kind of knew was coming that we weren't going to see the last of Billy and Tommy because there's a lot of stuff heavily hinting at Young Avengers coming. Yeah. Just a lot of the characters that are coming into it, so we've we've not seen the last of them of Speed and mm -hmm. Wick, and they'll be back. Yeah. Maybe even we'll, they'll get the Cassie Lang treatment of when we see them later, they'll be aged up again to be teenagers. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where the show left as we talked about the end credits of like uh, Monica, looks like she's going to go see Fury. We don't know where White Vision is and I think this was a really good first chapter of Phase Yeah, Four. I agree. It was awesome. Um, I mean, I, I will say this. I got really frustrated with the length of the episodes yes. and having to wait a full week and i i understand the reason i don't, I don't think anybody got frustrated with the length of the episodes half as much as they got frustrated that the length of the episode was 10 minutes cut off what it said because it was like 10 yeah. minutes of credits yeah yeah so i mean i, I even get, worse <laughs> i get why they did it because yeah. they were trying to stick to the sitcom trope i get it 100 percent get it but i mean I, I am hoping that shows from now on for Disney Plus or Marvel are longer per episode. I'm, I'm yeah, really hoping they, they are. They were way too short. Don't get me wrong. Way I think, too short. I Sorry, think that's the thing. Up. No, I was just gonna say is like I at first I thought it was like the it was a sitcom trope, and um, which would have worked if it been the initial couple of episodes. The fact that it continued after that was like okay, no, we need more. You're, yeah. Like and even the last episodes, like we we got all the callouts of like, oh, Kevin Feige says the last episodes are going to be like an hour long each, and they were. Yeah. No, they were like thirty minutes. <laughs> even the final episode was like what 40, 50 minutes in length. Yeah. Again, take the fifteen minutes of credits off. It was like. Oh my gosh. And um, but we'll see if that continues because um, a week on Friday we get Falcon Winter Soldier yeah, debuting. Man. So, um, we kind of seen the memes online as well. Like I'm not ready to jump frames here so let's do a kind of wrap up of it then of like what overall closing thoughts on wandavision what did you think of the show do you I recommend it, it? Do, is it overall was it worth it and what do you think about it setting up setting up phase four essentially because phase three ended with far from home and we've literally had a year and a half gap so like does this set us up to go back into the world of marvel i i think it does and i I loved how it was just a deep dive into Wanda and Vision, and I loved how it explored like every a a facet of their characters and mm -hmm. their their relationship and their love. Uh, I did have a few gripes with it, which we've kind of talked about in the show. I, fe I, I feel like they set up a whole lot of stuff that I that they didn't pay off, and that I don't think they are going to pay off. Uh, I feel like there were. I, th I feel like in the last couple of episodes, I feel like they dropped the ball on a couple things, like with the sword mm -hmm. um, and Mr. Boner. Oh. Um, but overall, I would probably give the show like an eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. I, I thought it was really good. The acting was phenomenal for the most part. Um, but man, um, what's her? Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany just yeah. crushed it. They crushed it. Absolutely. Um, I'd have to say the same. I think kind of looking at chat as well. What they're saying is like, um, you know, so the shorter episodes and stuff is a big thing. Um, 
and not everything needs a show, but we're glad we got these fresh to it, absolutely. But Isaac was saying, and the quality of the show was amazing. I think Feige will learn from this, and they'll just keep getting better, though. Yeah. I and that's agree. the thing to remember is, like, ignore everything that's came before. Ignore, like, the TV shows that came before. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., let's be honest, it didn't really tie in. Once Winter Garbage. Soldier happened, once Winter Soldier happened, that was, like, the end of the show being part of it. Like, literally, you started a show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Right as you got rid of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. and then they decided hey let's keep the show going it was always going to be sure. its own thing um, yeah. the Netflix shows as awesome as some of those are I love the Netflix shows we did a whole episode on those um, well, I love most of them I love a f- few of them at least yeah. two Our at least at still, least two 100% um, but they don't link to the MCU this is the first time they've taken TV shows and literally done the whole it's all connected thing and meant it and these aren't just like, hey, these are tie-in TV shows. Like, no, these are part of Phase Four. Mm-hmm. One Division is the start of Phase Four of the MCU, yeah. um. So you need to take it as almost like the first TV show from this branch of stuff. And if you take it as the first show, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's phenomenal on its own. But then when you think of all the gripes and the different stuff, the red herrings that were set up, some of the things that didn't work out, the the Ralph Boner thing, the different stuff like that it's like yeah they're grapes for me but not enough when you think about this is their first one imagine how the shows are going to look by the end of the year when we've got you know miss marvel and hawkeye dropping and we've had literally a year of build-up to work on the shows imagine what the mcu shows are going to look like next year with the learning curve that they're on it's like it's i think it's a great starting point i would say the same as well about eight and a half probably I this was a show I did not care about when it was announced. Yeah. I couldn't care less. And very quickly like the first week intrigued me when we got episode one and two back to back, it intrigued me. When episode three dropped, I was hooked. And I had to see what happened next. And every yeah. week it just kept getting better for me. Like this show became a must see show for me and that was an mm-hmm. amazing thing for them to do when I didn't yeah. care. Yeah. I, I agree with you and Isaac. I think they will take this um, not as an L because this was definitely a dub, but they'll they'll take it and learn from their mistakes from this show, uh, some of their bigger mistakes, and I'll, I feel like they're just going to make it better. I mean, when you have the director of the show coming out before the finale and saying, I think people are going to be disappointed, <laughs> that's not a good thing because yeah. that's, that's what he was basically saying. Like, I feel like people have built this up to be a, a thing a lot of these things to be things and they're i think people are going to be disappointed so i think they're going to learn from this like you don't want to, you're not going to set up stuff people are not going to miss things in shows so if you don't want to set up something to be something then you just don't yeah don't, don't address it or don't, don't address it in a specific way yeah yeah but at the same time it's like it's it's an interesting thing though like they set up stuff here and i think they're going to start to use it to their advantage i think there's going to be a lot more they can do with that but I think as the start of the MCU, it's gotten me excited for the rest of the shows. Um, I'm probably more excited for the Disney Plus shows now than I am the movies, to be completely really? honest. Like, there's some great movies coming out this year, but like when you compare stuff like Black Widow, I'm not overly hyped about. Like I think it'll be good. Yeah, I'm not. I don't really care. See, I'm like but, that. Like you were with One Division with Black Widow. I'm like, yeah, I'm like I'm not overly hyped about that. Um, Shang Chi, I'm sure will be interesting, but off the bat, I'm like it's not one I'm like hyped for. I hope it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's something that really draws me in. Mm-hmm. But off the bat, I'm not overly like, hey, it's going to be amazing. But like, I'm so excited for the shows that they're doing and the characters that are coming in there. Mm-hmm. 
so like i'm i'm definitely all in for seeing where these shows go yep um but yeah i think that's pretty much everything to say on one division um, if you guys have got anything else you want to talk about it, you can hit us up on our Discord and on social media, keep the conversations going. And we try to talk about it in one of the channels on our Discord and keep it um and allow that to be a spoiler chat so you can go all in if you want to talk about that sort of stuff, you know. Um people are like mourning the Netflix shows at this point over there. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you finally get that movie, but at this point it feels too little we I agree. Late. Yeah, absolutely. A lot. I agree. Because uh, we all know she's dead and not coming back. Yeah, pretty much. Hope with the X-Men they give the right thing and give us Jubilee. I like, I'm not going to lie, as Jubilee's like the, one of the last things in my mind when it comes to X-Men. There's so many other wanna, characters. I just want a proper, I want a proper gambit. Can we get a proper gambit in a movie, please? Well, it can't be that hard to get it right compared to what we had. We've only had one. <laughs> and then the, the Channing Tatum one, which was in development for like forever. And then just I, never. I, I could have seen that. And just never happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was so sad because even when the deals were going on, there was part of him that was still talking. Like he honestly thought it was going to happen. And like I kind of have to give him credit for that because, like, you know what? You held on as long as you could to that son. You thought it was going to take place. You were you were sold that that was happening, and it just you were like the last one holding on, and the rest of us were like, no, it's not. <laughs> It's I just, just want to see a proper love relationship between uh, Gambit and Rogue. I mean, let's let's do that. Come on, come on, man, come on, MCU. Let's do it. See, to be fair, we've not seen any between them because you know <laughs> we got the whole amazing Rogue and Iceman love story in the oh. X Men movies. Um, uh, Locke wants a good Gambit as well. Uh, optimism at its finest. <laughs> so is Shiny Tatum still there? <laughs> he probably thinks he is Isaac. He's like fifty eight now, so. <laughs> Not really. He's like yeah. 57. Anyway, he's been perfect to play Wolverine then. He's getting up there. Wolverine's old. Shia LaBeouf. What? No. Don't start this again. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for everyone that came in and joined in the conversation today. And yeah, thank, thank you for even sticking around through our technical difficulties. Um, Tatum's only 40 locks in. <laughs> um... But yeah, thank you for sticking around for it. Thank you for joining the conversation. Um, next week, we will be back at 2 o'clock, um, maybe even come on a bit earlier and playing, because we usually do our pre-show, so maybe we just jump straight into games. Because um, we are not doing it. We are now in March, so we are only doing the podcast on the first and third Sundays of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, so next week, we are actually going to be jumping on and playing a little bit of Apex Legends. Um, That's right. So come along, DS keep us company. destroyed. Come along, watch us play horribly and do nothing of worthwhile, um, except gather really good equipment to die instantly. Um, <laughs> wish Armitage is Wolverine, except. <laughs> no, he's too tall. Ads, don't even start this conversation this late. <laughs> You're going to set him off. This is not off, okay. Guys. This is not okay. You're going to set me off. Oh, dear. <laughs> See, you guys get to go away. I need to deal with us once we sign off now. Um <clears throat> But yeah, so like we'll be doing that again next week, so come along, hang out with us for Apex. There will be a third slot if anyone does want to jump in and play with us again. Um, apart from that, we'll be doing duos and sucking desperately at it, probably. Um, I, of course, will be back tomorrow night at around 9 o'clock, maybe a little bit earlier if I can get on playing um, Star Wars. 
Uh, we ended at an interesting point last week of facing off against a Sith boss, which I was not able to beat before I ended the stream. So we'll be jumping straight back into that with my brand new two double-sided lightsaber that I got. <coughs> so we'll be jumping into that as of tomorrow night. So come and join us in for Monday Night Crossplay. Make sure that you also connect with us on our Discord and on social media. Nine Sister Fight Lock, I think it might have been, I'm not sure. Um, but make sure you connect with us on our Discord and on our social media, especially to get questions in for the trivia for the 12 hour stream and to keep up to date with it. If you're helping us out with the 12 hour stream, I will hopefully be sending you out an email this week with the new schedule once we kind of solidify everything and once we get all the artwork and posters and stuff done for Nitro's going to be working on that this week so hopefully we'll have that for you by next weekend at least and um, so hopefully we'll get all that stuff out to you soon to help with the advertising but guys tell everyone you know about it get all the information out there that we've given you already and keep up to date with it all on social media and discord I know a lot keep distracting us <laughs> uh, yes I think it's that one on Fate and Lock it's like yay Alright, so one geek four eleven are on. They are playing control right now, so we are gonna go and give them a raid and show them some love. They are good friends of ours. And um, if you are not following them, please hang around to raid and just um to give them a little boost in numbers, watch what they are doing, hang out with them a little bit. If you have not dropped them a follow, go ahead and drop them a follow and just show them some love for us. <laughs> Way too nervous fighting that boss. <coughs> And if you are also a sub to us, let's get some hype going in the chat with the hype and the Stan Lee emotes once we drop in there. But y'all have an absolutely amazing day and enjoy the rest of your Sunday and I will see you all tomorrow night. Take see you guys. care and have a good one. Adios muchachos.